Welcome everyone to episode five of Pod Like a Hall. This is your host, one of your hosts, co-creator Mark Branstead. I am joined, as always, by my fellow uh, Pod Like a Hallers, uh, Stephen Earl Chambers. It can't rain all the time. And Eric Monroe Anderson. <laughs> what do you got, Eric? What do you got? What quote you got? Big oh, uh, one out there. That's poetry, Mal. Oh, there you go. And tonight we have a very special guest. We are excited to have him on board. Um, we have a Mr. Joe Vieira. Now, you may be asking yourself, who the hell is this Joe Vieira guy? You're going to be in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. He is the guy that'll take us through this five-year gap uh, with... Panache. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, Joe, say hello to the folks. Hi, folks. Hi, folks. Um, so, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to get into the uh, the five-year gap. The, uh, the time frame that uh, we found ourselves between the downward spiral and the fragile... Or the fragile? I don't know. What do you guys uh, think? Fragile or fragile? Fragile. Ooh, like our Fragil. Christmas story. <laughs> <laughs> it's Italian. Yeah. Um, it's the fragile. It's a hard stop. Hard stop. Yeah. The fragile. No joking when it comes to that album with Steven. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate this. So, um, in this time frame, we were some hungry fans uh, that were looking for any particular morsel. Uh, that we can get our hands on. So, what was Trent doing at this time? He was getting into soundtracks. He was doing some video game scoring. Uh, he was doing remixes for people that you wouldn't expect. Um, and we're going to go through all of that we're tonight. We're going to try to cover as much of it as possible. We might have a little bit less to say about some stuff than the others, like uh, 12 rounds. Sure. But um, we're going to... It's going to... We're going to take quite a journey tonight and uh, try to stick with us. So buckle your seatbelts, folks. It's going to be uh, it's a pretty smooth ride, actually. And, you know, since this is, podcast is still in its infancy, we do have a format which is going through the Nine Inch Nails albums track by track. Well, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that are not Nine Inch Nails albums tonight. So you may hear about the Crow soundtrack <laughs> track by track. Oh, boy. Yeah. Just so, deal with it. When uh, machines it can't rain all the time. Oh yeah, I can't <laughs> wait till we get to that, that track. <laughs> uh, not the last time. <laughs> but uh, that uh, theory will not be applied to when we get to Tomb Raider. No, that was a <laughs> committee that uh, we decided it was it's because this, the, the, the Crow soundtrack is a big part of people's lives our age. Sure. So it made sense. Sure. And it's full of some good stuff. Right. And now, if Angelina Jolie had also died during the filming of Tomb Raider, we might have. Uh, Throwing that in there, but probably not. Or if they just would have gotten Walton Goggins in that Tomb Raider, he's the bad guy in the new Tomb Raider movie. Uh, or if they had gotten at least one Nine Inch Nails song onto the Hackers soundtrack, uh, yes. we would have had an in there, Why? too. Yeah, you know, Nine Inch Nails should have been on the Spawn soundtrack, but that's just me, okay? They should have been on the Hackers soundtrack, too. <laughs> All right, so, uh, Stephen, how did we bring Joe Vieira into the fold? Uh, you know, Dale? I could easily do a good, tight 20 minutes on the Spawn soundtrack. <laughs> Is everything all right? Yeah, everything's fine. Would you like to share something? Just passing class? notes. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anyhow, Don't worry, keep going. Yes, uh, Joe. Joe Vieira is here. Um, I assimilated Joe into our friendship circle. Let's get energy. Uh, 
it's a funny thing, Joe and I. Technically, the first time our paths crossed was probably at Dipple Records when I was when Mark and I were there. Yep. But we didn't sure. talk to each other. Yep. Yep. Recognized and you then, guys for years. <laughs> and then we we did time at Sierra College together, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I became friends with your best friend Trent. Yep. Trent. Not Resner. No. Diff- the other Trent in my life. <laughs> but our paths really didn't cross there either. We just knew of each other. And then, like about two years later, became best of buddies when our just social circles crashed into each other. Yeah. And then as the years went by, you started stealing all my good friends, and that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. So, Joe, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? And how do you how how were you and Nine Snails pals when you were growing up? Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I'm a year younger than you guys as far as grades go. Um, so, uh, but I not think, intellect. I mean, you're no, like no, 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 two years. That's why he's maybe. That's why he's just an academically. Hey, man. We, Jokes. We got to catch them. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I, I I grew up in the the next uh, sleepy burg uh, next to yours. Uh, I ended up going to Granite Bay High School, uh, but in these years, even starting a little before high school time for me, um, I kind of first came across Nine Inch Nails through the Wish video. You, you were know? kind of the snobbier high school Shelbyville to Mark and I Springfield at Del Oro. Yeah. That's a good indication, yeah. I, I like to think of you guys more as a North Haberbrook. Only on the map because of the monorail. <laughs> but uh, anyway, That's to my right. Springfield. That's <laughs> but So yeah, through the through the Wish video... Uh, you know, recently that episode celebrated its 25th anniversary. Really? Yes. Oh. Mono equals one. Rail equals rail. You know, Conan O'Brien, I think... Uh, Wrote that. Wrote that. That oh, is yeah. a perfect Simpsons That's episode. A great it one. is. It's one. It's oh, probably man. one of the top ten. I'd say quite confidently. <laughs> when Fun Leonard Nimoy is like talking and monologuing to himself <laughs> as he's looking out the window, so good. <laughs> Fun fact I learned this week: the cast thought it was going to be terrible. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh More man. Shame. Phil Hartman, rest in peace. Yes, sir. Oh, good <laughs> God. Anyhow, so sorry hilarious. to cut you off. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. So. uh Wish video, obviously, made it, it was a big deal, seeing that late at night on MTV, you know, probably some Friday night after 10 p.m., because Mm -hmm. they would never dedicate real airtime to quality music videos, even back in 93. Um, Saw that. He's getting eaten by wires. I feel like I'm getting eaten by wires. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. So immediately it was like, I'm all about this, must have. So uh, went out, bought the album, um, and then... You know, about eight months later, after I saw, like, toward the end of my, what would have been sixth grade, uh, Downward Spiral came out, changed everything, flipped my world upside down, and, um, you know, the rest is, is kind of history, so I was pretty much immediately obsessed with, with Nine Inch Nails from that point on, when I was about 11, right before I turned 12. You know, really all Good the way, all the way through through high school and all that. If you look at pictures of me from high school, it's almost guaranteed I'll be wearing a Nine Inch Nails T-shirt. You're wearing okay. Nine, you're wearing uh, uh, school uh, T-shirts in high school is an important thing, and we're gonna come back to. It. Oh yeah, you had Nine Inch Nails shirts in high school. I had one for every day of the week. That's great. like I literally yeah, it was all the time. Did so you buy them? Uh, did good. you buy any of the uh, Sunrise Mall Birdcage? Absolutely, uh, Miller's Outpost. Hot Topic. Uh, I Hot think topic I got one at Hot Topic. Yeah. I got one from Mail Order. A couple from Mail Order. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which one did you get from even... Miller's Outpost? Uh, I got the Sin shirt. It wasn't white? No, it was black, but it, it wasn't had... it wasn't the Axl Rose version. No, I know. I had a Sin shirt too, but it was white. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. The mail order one I got was the uh the Millipede, the closer uh, so good. Yeah. one. 
Uh, I have the Pretty Hate Machine that said Hate 1990 on there. Had that too. Yeah. Yeah, I actually got that one from my friend Corey. He said his brother gave it to him. He has like a a mysterious older brother that none of our friends have met. Uh, Gen Xer guy in his mid to late 40s now. And uh, never met him. Hmm. I've been told he exists, that he's an actual existing person. Gave Corey a shirt. He was into punk and ska, so he's like, you want this? I'm like, yes, please. Added it to the collection. He was into... Scott, it sounded like you needed to get what you could out of the guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So basically, yeah, it was it was pretty much uh, you know an obsession right from right from the minute I saw uh, you know first exposure uh, to the band, and uh, you know obviously in this uh, what seemed like. Uh, a drought of Nine Inch Nails, which actually turned out to be a highly prolific time. When you go back and you put it all together, you're like, there was a lot of good stuff. And it's also really interesting because that, you know, this era we're going to be speaking about is kind of unique because this is a guy with a fairly singular music, musical vision who was really branching out into a lot of different things, experimenting into different media, uh, into different video form, uh, doing film score, soundtrack uh, development. And so it was actually really a a, a really fruitful time producing other, other artists and, you know, kind of manifesting his own, like his own record label and imprint. So that's a, that's a good point. Now we're not, we're not going to get too much into nothing records overall tonight because that's just another episode. Sure. But, um, it is a good point that, yes, he was a little, he, it was a downward spiral, he was deemed a musical genius. Yeah. And then over the next few years, he went in every direction and just showed how much more he has to offer. Exactly. Yeah, kind of. Kind of became kind of a curator. Point. Exactly, yeah. yeah he became level. a tastemaker, he became a, you know, he, he helped other artists out. Yeah. He, I, largely probably what happened with TVT, that he wanted to probably be that person that helps uh, develop and uh, yeah. uh, uh, really promote other other acts yeah. this time. So it's not like he just fell into a well. Um, and yeah, I think, Joe, you absolutely nailed it. Um, just the fact of he was dabbling at this time, yeah, trying yeah. to figure out I mean, I'm not sure, but he might was. be why we have Romstein in America. Which is absolutely. Like, I, yeah. Yeah. No, 100% is. That's I think what that's I, more uh, yeah. a David Lynch thing, because I think sure. Lynch was the one that... Uh, well, wasn't their first album on Nothing? No, 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 no. That was on sure. Universal. Um, <laughs> okay. oh, and then it, pardon me. Probably you know nothing of my work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but I think it was Lynch that uh, that was all Steve, excited about it, and he was the one that told Trent about him. Um, you know, <laughs> we'll come back to Romstein because they're fantastic. Oh, yeah. But at a Nine Inch Nail show in Sacramento, um, they actually were there watching them because they were recording the last album that they did up here in Northern California. They came from the Bay Area. No kidding? Yeah, That's swear cool. to God. I, the album I read that came that. out in 2009? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My first concert well, was a Nine Inch Nails concert. Yeah, and I think uh, Rammstein was there. Like They were on backstage, obviously. So we were, at the, uh, we were at the same show. Oh, that makes me like Rammstein even more somehow. Because I remember they, in an interview, were talking about that they went down to Sacramento to... A Nine Inch Nails show. That's awesome. Yeah. Were you saying your first show was a Nine Inch Nails show, yeah. Joe? Yeah. I, I actually should have mentioned that in my bio, uh, my intro, but yeah, the... Uh, we'll splice it in. Yeah, it was the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll take care of it in post. Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, um, I'm just, a wizard, but not that much. <laughs> you just make loud music just over everything in between. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was uh, it was them and actually uh, uh, Marilyn Manson and Jim Rose Circus. Whoa! Yeah. 
at uh, it, yeah, I was twelve, and it was the beginning of seventh grade. Oh, wow. and it was, was that the self destruct tour? That first, would have been the tour on the closure the box. Yeah, the first uh, half of that, and then I Who saw him again. Who opened up for him besides Jim Rose? Was it Marilyn, Marilyn Manson? Manson. Okay. And then I saw him a little over a year later at the Shoreline for the second year of self destruct tour with David Bowie. You yeah. wow. and I wasn't and old enough to that? appreciate. Was that called self destruct? The Bowie one? No, or that was. Uh, I think that was just the outside tour. The further down the. Sp- are you sure? No, no, there's a nine inch nails headline. Well, I thought they co-headlined. Uh, I guess David so, Bowie yeah. headlined. He he finished that one. Mm. He finished yeah, the show. like because I mean, if yeah. you look at the set list, it's Nine Inch Nails, and then they kind of they were this like bridge situation, and Nine Inch Nails uh, like, okay. folds off the stage, and then Bowie's, well, which also is part of the closure um, VHS. Well, they do with that version <coughs> of her. Some of that on yeah. that was there too. Well, that's cool, Joe. I had no idea yeah. you uh, hey. you definitely beat me to the punch by a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, hold on, one more thing I should mention though. Again, even before we knew each other, but I was aware of you guys. I remember seeing both of you at the Cow Palace in 2000. Oh, for recognizing you in the parking lot. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. I was walking back into the line, leaving the, the Pepsi Jill, challenge. Like, saw you guys two nerds for years. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I practically like lived at that record store. Every spare dime I had that wasn't going to a video game. Oh no, we would go was in there going to music, that harass so. the help. The Dimple Records, yeah. it was a... That's where I met Sir Rob. Um, I was buying tickets for the Fragility Tour. I went to school with Sir Rob. He we was a lot in of front of classes me. together. Yeah. yeah. By the way, Sir Rob knows our podcast exists. I emailed him in Japan. Oh, yes. yes. Hi, Sir Rob. Hi, Sir Rob. <laughs> we miss you, buddy. Come and do a show. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, you know, Nine Snails, the bridger of friends. Slightly off topic, though, but Joe's got me thinking. What were your guys' first shows? Oh, man. Uh... My very first concert was Reba Prime. McIntyre. No, no, wait, it was, wait, it was no. Primus at the Greek Theater. Oh, okay, we're yeah. counting ones that not that our parents dragged yeah. us right. to. Yeah. No, my parents didn't go to concerts. They didn't go to shows. So I mean, yeah. you see the Beach Boys. Mark's dad right. believe in eighties version yeah. though. Not <laughs> yeah, I, I saw. That's true. I that's the my... one thing my dad, both Mark and I's dad, parent, uh, biological fathers are assholes. The one thing I think mine has is he likes art. He does like good music. He but, dragged Steve to. What was your Pink first Floyd show? Floyd was my first show. That's Damn. right. My dad. Division Bell Tour? Yeah. Yeah. My brother has a big tour poster of that in his garage. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I went to my first that was my choice. My dad still chaperoned me, but it was Offspring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> got when, got was it during the Smash years? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 You got to keep them separated. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked the Offspring. The Vandals opened. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. They actually. Hey, the Vandals have Josh Free, so. Yeah, yeah, Somehow the, the, the Offspring land. They're in the same category as Nine Inch Nails, somehow, where. I had two copies of that album for some reason. So. Uh, Never have enough copies. Yeah. Well, that's exciting stuff. See, he's earned the right to be here sitting with us tonight, folks. So um, we're, we're, we're glad you're on board there, Joe. Happy Thanks to for be coming here. here. So excited. Been looking forward to it all week. Excellent. So, so here we, So this is going to, you know, with our other episodes, you can just it's a couple albums, a couple singles. It's an easy wham, bam. Thank you, man. We're trying to cover five and actually six years because we're going to backtrack and talk about a couple of uh, remixes that happened uh, mm-hmm. prior to where we've right. been before in the podcast. Um, and also, we're going to go through three major soundtracks, a couple of singles, a couple of videos, mm-hmm. a VHS uh, collection, a video game soundtrack, yeah, and also dive into the movies a touch mm-hmm. of the soundtracks we're talking about. That's right. But we're going to start... We're Hope you've gonna, got a long commute ahead of you. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get us going. We're gonna we're gonna start in one place. We're gonna do a little bit of doubling back later. This episode um, will be as long as one of those hardcore history episodes. I'm yeah. Drive to work. <laughs> forget your lunch intentionally. Drive home. Get it. Drive back to work. Yeah. So let's just start in 1994, of which we've already we've already chronologically visited the year 1994. 
We're just going to start with the crow. Yeah. Um, I love everything about the crow movie and the crow comic from this time. And its sequels. Uh, (laughs) Not to joke about, no. (laughs) I never saw any of the sequels. Any of you guys? No. I saw the second one. We Uh, might have watched part of it together. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of you. Either I remember (laughs) that clip on YouTube... Or we watched it together I for a minute in your house. I haven't seen it either, but it's great. <laughs> all I remember is that they went from this great soundtrack for the first movie, an all-timer soundtrack. Yeah, It's front-loaded, but go ahead. Uh, people <laughs> people our is. age, soundtracks were very important in this era. Yes, yes. absolutely. You had the Crow soundtrack. You had the X-Files TV show soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Ooh, the Wayne's yeah, World soundtrack. You had, well, there's some tracks <laughs> yeah, on there. I know. The Natural Born Killer soundtrack, Lost Highway soundtrack, Ace Ventura Pit Detective soundtrack, <laughs> the Spawn soundtrack. Spawn soundtrack. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good soundtracks. Soundtracks aren't Take what they used to be as far as you ask me. Yeah, I know. Sure. So, Crow, the movie, how do we all feel about the movie The Crow? Did any of us revisit it? I, re- I didn't revisit it this uh, in time for this, but it's I know it front to back. You've seen it enough times. Uh, I've seen yeah. it enough times. Oh, it's yeah. it's okay. near and dear to me, absolutely. Near and dear, so you enjoy it. Absolutely, so, and, I was, and I was well aware of it because you know what, like four or five months before it came out, you know Brandon Lee died. Yeah, and uh, that was like right toward the very end of filming. So it was one of those things where everyone kind of was aware of it, and the trailer was out there, and it was like, oh, what is this dark, uh, uh, visually stimulating uh, movie? Uh, and it was immediately on the radar. So yeah, well aware of it, and uh, it it lived up to my to my expectations. And you know, it's it's kind of cheesy now in some ways, but it's still a really enjoyable movie. It is cheesy to an extent. Eric and I watched it together last week. Uh, we watched it at the same time and texted each other. Yeah, it's a comic but book movie, also. It is, and sure. I think it it holds up really well because yeah. it's, um, it has to be stylized. It it's very stylized, but also for that time, it's just a really good action movie for nineteen ninety four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a the, the 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 choreography of the fights is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The cartoonish bad guys are actually really entertaining. It was a set design is amazing. Alex Proyas. Alex Proyas did Dark, Dark City. Dark City. Yeah. Yeah. And movie. The Cell, movie. right? No, 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 no. this was Tarsim. The, the okay. Cell, yeah, the yeah. Cell was uh, Tarsim. He also did The Fall. And yeah. Stuff yeah. And stuff. I, I was a Both little... music video directors, so. though. Yep. I was a little bit of a blushing innocent with The Crow. Uh, I... I remember I had I had been in just moved to Arizona and I decided when I moved there I was like I'm gonna be a rock climber that's gonna be my thing wow. so I took a rock climbing class in an indoor place over the summer and they played the Crow soundtrack every day and that and like and so I would be like oh man fuck yeah this is awesome and I get pumped and I'd climb a wall and then I get to the top and my leg would start shaking like crazy and I would be too scared to come down and they'd have to be like come on you can do it and I'd slowly rappel down anyways. It was the first album I got from Columbia House. I didn't watch the movie until 1996. <coughs> watched it once, liked it a lot. Didn't even watch it again until last weekend when you and I watched. Oh, that's cool. And I loved it. I had a great time. The soundtrack was my first uh, accidental, forgot to unsubscribe from BMG album. But I didn't write "Return to Sender" and refuse it. I accepted it gladly. So yeah. I, I, I actually <laughs> had dual Columbia House and BMGs at that time. Yeah, yeah. you had to game yeah. the system. Yeah, Mark, uh, when you were younger. The Crow, when did you first see it? Do you remember? Um, you know, the controversy around, like, Brandon Lee dying, mm-hmm. you know, on set, that was, like, a huge thing. Um, so, 94, where were we? 7th, 8th grade? Somewhere eighth in there? Grade. You would have been going into 8th yeah. grade. Yeah, I didn't so see right. it in theaters, but I did see it on video. Because uh, uh, I, I wanted the to theater. capture... I was a huge comic book... Like, I loved any comic book movie that came out. I wasn't when they were, re- back then, it was rare supply. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. like, loved... 
Tim Burton's Batman's and oh. like anything that like came out of anything. If any movie deserves its own entire podcast, it's probably Tim Burton's Batman. <laughs> we might do the Patreon bonus. You have to, you have to uh, allow yeah. me in on that. <laughs> um, so, I mean, anything that came out in that regard. And I did like kind of like dark movies of that nature. Um, I remember seeing the preview. It had the... Uh, <laughs> I was also a fan of Robin Hood, Prince of well, Thieves. So yeah, Michael Wincott. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Great. And so yeah. I love his voice. Mm-hmm. It's his just, voice. Oh, man. so you're a crow, yeah. are you? That's, that's, he's that's done a lot of that. Come, pain, fuck, I'm dead. He's done a lot of video game and cartoon work because of his voice. Yeah, right, and uh, I I wasn't like a, a Brandon Lee guy, um, but he loved horror movies. How could you be? Yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't a. Yeah, he, he did chance. like that yeah. one and the Showed Dragon out a Bruce Lee, and yeah, I mean, like I didn't really care. Um, but I saw the movie on video. Uh, I liked one it. Dolph Lundgren and Tia Carrere. Mm. Right, called Showdown. A That's little... what I just said. Yeah, Showdown in okay. Little Tokyo. I yeah. didn't love it. I felt like there was like things that they probably had to cut corners on, uh, based off of like you know, oh shit, he's dead. And I, obviously, they finished the movie, and it was probably like what eighty percent finished. But when he got, when you shot, go back and rewatch it. There's only a few shots I can tell that they stuck in there just because he died. Yeah, it just seems kind of like that third act. It just seems kind of like rushed. I actually looked at. I actually looked up. He didn't die in the third act. He died in the like, flashback. He died in the flashback oh, scenes. Right. Of when his... Eric, I don't know if you're aware of this. They film movies out of order. Are you serious? <laughs> oh man, talk about a peek behind the veil. That's how they made Pulp Fiction. He just didn't edit it. <laughs> um, When's my fucking segment? I'm just gonna shut up. And, tell and I always thought that Ernie Hudson, like man, that guy is Ghost just Buster. like a trooper. You know, yeah. he'll show up and he's just yeah. a worker. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, I always felt that he was kind of like the poor man's black actor I, oh. of, of the time I hope you edited that out <laughs> <laughs> this <That's> is saying <laughs> it <laughs> alright well one of us is going to have to make the first uh, racist comment it's not racist I just thought like <laughs> okay so Samuel L. Jackson around that time was really starting his trajectory because that was also around Pulp Fiction mm-hmm. right um, and so who's like, the guy in Delta Force uh, Louis Gossett Jr. He's the poor man's Louis Gossett Jr. We did it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the Don't thing is, Ernie Hudson, like, he is a, a solid <laughs> actor. It's just that, like, I felt that he was out of place in this particular uh, because he was in Ghostbusters for crying out loud. That's the thing that I he's saw. He's misusing. He's misusing Ghostbusters too. I sure. think he should. Re- I think he's uh, he's good. I think he's, he's good great. Too. He's great. He's in kind it. of he's like fine. the everyman. He's not cool or edgy. He's just a he's a cop on the job. Cop on yeah. the job. Exactly. Um, uh, trying to make sense of say, this and giving a shit about the innocent people. But he's kind of helpless to help them in the way that the crow, you know, is able to actually do. Same so. year, he saves Leo DiCaprio's life in uh, Basketball Diaries. Yep. yep. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, you're right. So he shows up in these types of movies that just kind of, like, uh, surprise you, right? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I enjoyed The Crow for what it was. It was a pulpy movie. Um, I, I like the soundtrack more than I actually like the movie. That's fair. Um, That's fair. Uh, you know, even though uh, Nine Inch Nails are my all-time favorite band, I actually don't think that they have the best song on this particular no, soundtrack. I think there's actually a couple of better songs. The on Cures, Agreed. Burn oh, yeah. on this one, yeah, yeah, for, for me, sure. just does it for so me. Okay. So, we'll get back to that. We'll okay. get back to that, yeah. <laughs> so, Sorry. Well, isn't that the first track? Mm-hmm. It is, but I want to talk about it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's right. Say, the Crow was definitely my thing when I was like in eighth grade. Uh, I... I, I I don't know if I brought my, my Aunt Grace in the podcast before, but 
I brought my Aunt Grace in life before. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if Mark ever met her. Eric did once. Yeah, yep. Uh, sushi and... Yeah. yeah, yeah. My Aunt Grace was kind of batty, but she got me into a lot of the weird, darker, funner things that I really ended up loving. Like the, the copy of The Talisman right there was... She died. That was hers. Uh, she got me into everything about Stephen King that I like. A lot of darker movies and stuff growing up she would take me to see... She took me to see In the Name of the Father. She took oh, me to see Tremors. She took me to see stuff you wouldn't just take your nephew to see. Cool but stuff. But I got something out of it. Cool stuff. You know? And she took me to see The Crow at Sunri- at Birdcage Sunrise Mall Yeah. at a 11 p.m. viewing. Cool. It was her seventh time seeing it. Wow. She, she knew I would dig it, and I loved it. And just seeing it at night with my aunt, who's like into kind of the same stuff I liked, it was great. And, um... Sorry. Yeah, that was a... Uh, I really, I really, like, that year I was the crow for Halloween. Oh, cool. Um, I bought the comic book. The comic book is pretty good for an indie from the late 80s. Yeah. It hits a lot of the indie from the late 80s check marks. Uh-huh. Right. Um, the art's all over the place. The storytelling isn't as important as the cool moments. The The actual collection of it, maybe the single issues had it too, has, like, lyrics from Joy Division and Cure just printed white on black. Yeah. And so they definitely just took that when they made this movie, and they were very true to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm going to now go, and we're not going to do this for every movie, but Eric and I watched it last Friday, and I, like, took fever dream notes. I'm just going to read through them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, really quickly. Um, let's see here. Uh, isn't this the Dark City guy? Yes, we, we yeah, agreed on Alex that. Alex Proyas. Uh, Ernie Hudson is a cop more often than Reginald Vell Johnson. <laughs> See? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh, he should have been in the role. Ah, the era of cool kids on skateboards. That little girl right. definitely yeah. is defined by the fact that she skateboards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> True love makes the crow. This movie is like a long type of negative video. Yep. Why they're not on the soundtrack is beyond me. <laughs> uh, the bad guys are great in this. Uh, I didn't realize this until the last time that Eric and I watched it. Yeah. Jerry Horn is T-Bird. Yeah, from uh, Twin Peaks. Yeah, so yeah. the second in command yeah. is Jerry Horn yeah. from Twin Peaks. Yeah. Oh, which, really? Which is going to be, there's going to be Twin Peaks alumni all in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which just made it, it made total, it clicked into place and I was like, my God, this makes perfect yeah, sense. This here. is Jerry Horn. Yeah. Now. Oh, David Patrick Kelly? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. He always, he always <laughs> plays like an unhinged gang, gang guy. Uh, Wasn't right. he also he was Warriors. The Warriors. Warriors. Yeah. 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 By the way, this and is just, this a stream of consciousness. Yeah. I don't know what some of this stuff means. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. very mystical. They don't even bother explaining it. Uh, <laughs> SCP is playing in the bad guy's car. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. The use of burn is perfect. Did they write it for the movie? Yes, they wrote it for the movie. Putting on the makeup and shit. Uh, petting oh. the cat is a nice touch. Oh. This movie's the first thing I saw John Polito in. Uh, oh, Joe Polito. Joe Polito. Yeah, Joe Polito yeah. from the Coen Brothers. Rest in peace. Yes. Yeah. Rest uh, Gideon's in peace. Pawn Shop. That's right. Uh, jumping over the rooftops of Dead Souls is badass. Yeah, it is. Uh, I long to live in a place where I can light my cigarette by a dumpster fire. <laughs> Did the gang in this movie have a name? No, they just they, have nicknames. That's a, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Top Dollar and... Tintin. Fun Boy. Fun Boy. Yeah. There's a lot of good one-liners in this movie. Yeah. Victims, aren't we all? <laughs> um, the, that butt got a lot of mileage for me. Um, that's me oh. talking about the bad guy's uh, Oh, what's her name? Girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, Byling. Byling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> shit on me, shit on me. The killings are pretty faithful to the comic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
The pock-faced detective has weird hair. This attic they lived in is a fire hazard with all those candles. No wonder the bad guy said they had code violations. <laughs> the rings flying to the screen is a great shot. That's the yeah. shot where they're dumping the rings in the shotgun and they shoot it at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That shot stuck with me. Uh, yep, it's memorable. Uh, grabbing the guitar is boss. That's when he's leaving the pawn shop and he grabs the guitar and it makes a guitar sound. I thought that was cool. The <laughs> uh, quote I liked, and I say I'm dead, and I move. Yeah. Um, God. My dad, <laughs> my dad, Gene Chambers, painted the crow. And he said that uh, Heath Ledger ripped off Brandon Lee. Um, he no. sent me this photo of this painting like last year out of nowhere. And I was like, oh, I love The Crow. And he's like, I've never seen the movie. I just like the makeup. I was like, of course, Dad. Uh, another good line. He looks one... like someone from Immortal. You know, that... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what it looks like. Another good line is, uh, one of my crew got himself perished. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hangman's joke. Why are they not on the soundtrack? That's the Brandon Lee's band. Oh, yeah, band. that's Brandon Lee's band, yeah. Um, never oh, heard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric Draven looking through his hole in his hand laughing. Do you guys remember that shot? Yeah. yeah. Or he gets shot in the hand. Very like, it heals very like a hard-boiled it's, comic or, yeah, scene. It's, yeah. it's kind of yeah. Sam Raimius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus Christ walks into a hotel. Hands in keeper three nails. Says, can you put me up for the night? That's uh, from that's from the comic. The Zingers. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a shot, there's a scene where Ernie Hudson is in his underwear and wearing his police hat. Yep. Uh, Ernie Hudson... <laughs> Is it's really, a serious comic movie. And yeah, the next yeah. scene, it's actually a really <laughs> touching scene where they, they're talking in his uh, his apartment. The crow shows up. And they talk about yeah, the yeah. night where Eric Draven's wife is killed and raped, and Ernie Hudson's really blunt about it. He's just kind of like merely matter-of-fact. It's kind of weird. Yeah. A real cop. Yeah, uh, just greedy. <laughs> Hard-boiled gumshoe. Yeah. Uh, another one I really like is where the somebody's talking to uh, the sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> And no, the co- the cousin of Sheriff. Cousin of Sheriff. Sheriff. Top yeah, dollar. Michael, yeah. Top dollar. Yeah. And he and he said and he says and he winked at me and he goes he winked at you, musicians. Yeah, oh. uh, I tell you. <laughs> you know the subtext, folks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> that reminds uh, me of the Arrested Development joke when he when Michael Michael Sarah grows a mustache and, he sa- and his dad says you look like a gall darn musician. <laughs> the, there's that great, I, there's that great chase scene. Where the two guys left before the crow kills them, go into a liquor store. One comes out, Jerry Horn. The car jumps in the the crow jumps in the car with them, puts a gun to his head, and says drive. And so he's driving across town. And the cops follow him, and then his buddy, the dipshit, follows him to Geo Metro. And oh, they're you know, yeah. they're cr- cutting through traffic and whatnot. And uh, they a get high to, speed Geo Metro chase. Yeah. Yeah. They get topping to the, out at thirty five <laughs> miles an hour. Great gas mileage. They get they get to the docks. And the crow is going to kill... Mr. Uh, Eddie's car, it was not. The, <laughs> the crow is going to kill Jerry Horn, and he pours gasoline over everything, and, he, and he's like, you remember me? And then Jerry, Jerry Horn's like, I remember you, but you ain't you. You died. There ain't no coming back. This is the really real world. There ain't no coming back. There ain't no coming back. It's just it's, it's fantastic. Uh, uh, acting. Yeah. Then they kill T-Bird, and... Later, Michael Wincott says T-Bird can't join us in a slight case of death. Um, <laughs> the crow pops in. They have that great gunfight with the uh, My Life of the Thrill Kill Cult. Yes, band. yes. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Not a great band, but a great they uh, swallowed yeah. all those bullets, the original Tide Pod challenge. Uh. <laughs> that scene, you, you know what band was supposed to be in the movie? Huh. Nine Inch Nails. Oh. Uh, they were originally booked to be in the movie, really? according, to the, according to the internet. Oh, the internet. Yeah, that would have been pretty great. Although, yeah. to be fair, I, that is a great song, and that was a great scene. Yeah. yeah. 
And so uh, at the very end of the movie, you get there, and uh, there's that famous line, Caw, caw, bang, fuck, I'm dead. And uh, they shoot the crow. Mm -hmm. And then they shoot Brandon Lee, and he says, well, for a ghost, you bleed just fine. And they're battling on the rooftop of the church, and the girl's life is at stake, and it's raining. And the crow reaches, and he grabs the steeple, and lightning strikes it, and he pulls it off and uses it as a sword. A lightning and then, sword. And they're yeah. having a sword fight. Yeah. And then uh, he knocks the crow over, and then the crow says, I've got something for you, and he puts his hand in his head, and he gives the bad guy all the pain that his wife went through somehow. Some psychic mumbo-jumbo. No, it was a pain that so he went through. It was a force projection. He went, it's basically a force projection, yes. <laughs> uh, the last Jedi ripped off the crow. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they knock him off the thing, and he lands on a gargoyle, and the gargoyle starts spitting blood out. Pretty mm -hmm. cool. Um, that's it. Mm. I love that movie. Yeah, I there enjoyed it quite a bit. It's a, it's a cartoonish... Comic booky action film. Yeah, C plus. It's pretty special. It's a C plus. This is a solid C plus. It's a B plus. <laughs> it's a B plus for sure. It's a B. It's, listen, storyline is a C. Steve and I are in the agreement. Style, if you watch it again now, is a little older. I think you'll find that the direction and it's really good for entertainment value. It's yeah, it's the visually it's really there's a lot it's of fine. good. I mean, it's there's a lot of good shots. There's a lot of good angles that he uses. Yeah, I, I, I leave the C range for more like the Dutch one, angles one than and a Piet Mondrian. And just for the. Those are D. One and Dones are Ds for me. Uh, what? What's one, one, and, one and Dones, but angry afterwards are Ds oh, for me. Oh, okay, okay. Cs, I don't care if I watch again. Got it. Yeah. Crow, I'll watch again. Yeah. If it's a C, it's it's a grower. You know, I'll give it another sure. chance. It's, it's about, on TNT. About, about three out of right. nine inches. <laughs> so we all saw this uh, film, and then we all bought the soundtrack. I don't remember if I bought it primarily for the Nine Inch Nails song or the, or the Nine Inch Nails song just happened to be on there. I did. I did. Because the, the soundtrack had a lot of good stuff on it. Uh, it, started, it also introduced me to Joy Division, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Me as well. It, uh, it may have also introduced you to uh, Painful Idea and the band Suicide. Probably not. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but it opens up. Yeah, Suicide is the Rollins band, right? Yeah. 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 Listen, we're, okay. Oh, geez. Are we going to go track by track we're on this gonna one? We're going to go track by no, track. just going to hit the best ones? It won't take that long. Okay. We're not going to hit the best ones because the bad ones are going to waste a sentence on. We, I can okay. do a tight five okay. on uh, Jane Syberry. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it opens up with the best, not even the best song on the album. Dare I say the best Cure song is Burned. Yeah. Oh, it's so a, good. I'm a yeah. huge Cure fan. It's yeah. got a lot of atmosphere on that record. Yeah, it's, it's the way song. it kind of creeps into the album. Yeah. It's a good one. And the drums. The drums are great. The Best it, Cure song. Give me a second. What else is in contention? Well, but hold on. Is that an echoing bird call? Or yeah. is it dolphin it sounds, song? It, it yeah, sounds it like a crow. It makes sense if it's a crow. It sounds like it's a crow. Like I was going to say to seagull. Me. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a seagull. Yeah. Well, I'm not an ornithologist or whatever the fuck you guys <laughs> Ornithologist? Yes. There you go. I'm no orthodontist, but I'm pretty sure I know a seagull when I hear one, fellas. <laughs> yeah. So it is this a great is Joe's one. last and I, episode. And honestly, like, that, was, that was at the cusp right when they were trying to... Going a, gems here. I mean, the cure. Did they do much great after that? That song. Well, I was actually gonna ask Mark. Mark, my history with the cure. A lot of it has to do with Mark. Mm -hmm. When I was growing up, I loved Friday I'm in Love. Mm -hmm. That's probably the only song I could really name. Maybe that and Love Song up until this point. Okay. And then we started hanging out, and you had all. Not the really just like heaven. 
It was like on MTV for a yeah, solid just decade. Like just like Kevin. <laughs> but when Mark and I started hanging out in high school, like he got me into all the other albums. Like yeah, like Disintegration. Even, even, even the no, even the top and the head and the door. Yeah, which I listened to once and I was like, that was Disintegration. But I still like a perfect to album. Uh, which one? Yeah, Disintegration. Disintegration. Oh, Disintegration. But I still feel like top, this. Yeah. Yes. This, this ten song, out of ten. Yeah. This yeah. song trumps all of them. And you think we don't use that word anymore? <laughs> yeah, I yeah, know. He ruined this, the word. Yeah. This song, Robert Smith. I mean, album. Joe might be onto something. Like, there might be some better Cure songs out yeah. there, especially what There's you can find so on Disintegration. And what they did with all their singles, how, like, yeah. their B sides are just as good. I, yeah. I don't know, dude. That guy, when he was in his prime. Mint like, Car, probably. You know, yeah, I, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, don't, like, the, I feel like the Cure. Anything off Wild Moods. We love cats. They're, they're a historically great band that people appreciate. Yeah. But for a band that was that weird and that poppy at the same time, they really struck a great balance. Absolutely. Yeah, they, were, yeah. they were so good. And, I, and again, I'm not even trying to derail, like, it is an exceptionally good song. It's so good. But it's also like, man, you're talking about like one of like the best songwriters of his of his yeah. prime. I don't know that I would say it's like their best and song. And he also wrote this song just for the movie and it basically is Which is actually really impressive yeah. for someone who basically did like what was basically a throwaway for him. Who's sure. someone who yeah. wrote so yeah. many good songs in the right. from like the late 70s to like the mid 90s, you know. Yeah. I actually have to I have to take it back a little bit. But it's uh, a great song. You're yeah. absolutely right. My I, favorite I mean, Cure... scoff your opinion's yeah. valid, but I don't know that I would say it's best song. My favorite but it's a great Cure song. song. The Cure song I listen to the most is the remix of Close to Me, but that's not my favorite song. Off of... Uh, it's on the singles the, album. Uh, the mix or something like that. Yeah. Mixed up. That yeah. was the Aesthetically, this movie really did a cool thing where it really properly put the goth and the industrial kind of like in this uh, aesthetic similarity without pitting them against each other. Yeah. Kind of uh, put together like uh, their similarities and stuff. Sure, yeah. Like, oh, okay, they're different. And but somehow made still the pilot's parallel. Yeah, yeah they're, they're if parallel. If you have the right balance, you could strike it. Exactly. But my, no, my, when I think about it, though, a uh, hundred thousand years, the song that opens up pornography. That's a good one. Yeah, might be yeah. my favorite Cure song. Yeah, that's that's just a hundred. That's a great. 100, whatever it is. Yeah. That's a great. I love song. it, but I can't remember the name. It's a good album, also. Yeah, it's got a lot of one. Uh, Actually, Hanging Gardens good. Disintegration's right here for me. Pornography's a little bit above it. I really um, dig pornography. Pornography sounds like it was recorded in the room that we're recording this podcast in, <laughs> yeah. um, and it's still amazing. <laughs> it's a great so... record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so what's track two there, yeah. Stephen? So track two is a band that I'm not completely familiar with. Uh, I do like this song. Uh, it, it's Golgotha Tenement Blues by Machines oh, of Loving Grace. Grace. Yeah, it's a great song. Great now, song. Did, now Machines of Loving Grace were kind of a a they they were kind of a hard rock band with keyboards. Right. Basically. Yeah. Right. They're they're like a, a kind of before or maybe same time as Stabbing Westward. Similar thing. They're kind they of could like have a bar existed. band. That they sound keyboards. better though. They could yeah. have existed as a as a just a hard rock band without yeah. the keyboards, but they were. It was definitely the right time, right place to add like a little electronic drums, some keyboard backgrounds. It worked really well. They were well. only in the mid to late nineties. They broke up soon after that. Did, yeah. either, did any of you guys listen to their other album? Uh, I I scanned right, I scanned yeah. the one that came out at the same time when the song was off of. I believe, unless this is original for this, I could be wrong. But it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty much in line in line with this. I would say this song's a highlight. I like it. I like this song. I remember liking it. I yeah, still like yeah. it. It's uh, yeah. it's kind of it's atmospheric, kind of. It's it's like down tempo. Uh, a little that, bluesy. I really like that bass line in it too. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's really oh, good. Um, yeah. So the next track. Yeah. Is a great song. It is the and little the, slide guitar. On the next the, song is Big Empty by Stone Temple Pilots. Sure. Yeah. My favorite and, single of theirs. And Stone Temple Pilots yeah, is the band where definitely. I was never a huge fan. So you could, uh, 
Their greatest hit album is filled with great songs. Really? They, I think they this have is the uh, fucking song that goes. Time yeah. it takes. Yeah. yeah. What's uh, how's Interstate Love Song go? Oh shit. Lead in. What else? Okay, those are the two. That's a good song. That's a good song. I get those two confused all the time. Both of those were off purple. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, and that's probably their. Did best they record. put this song on purple? Yes. Yeah, okay. This is probably their best record. For yeah. Purple. yeah, and purple came out purple like within Vaseline? a month of this movie and yeah. soundtrack coming out. It did have. It was summer of '94. Lies in the Vaseline. Yeah, that's a good song. That's a good song. But their first two albums, Core and Purple, were all I ever listened to. I was done. Yeah, Core third one had didn't really age very well, especially. Like Scott I would Tyler's argue singing. that none of their albums really aged very well. Pretty good. Purple but, can hold up, though. but I liked and listened to and enjoyed in my in my years. Sure. The but first Big Empty is probably their best song. I yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. You know what? I, and, and this song has a great interlude in the middle where it's just really yes. instrumental. A few of the tracks, and these are a lot of these songs like have. They're not just verse, chorus, verse. A lot of them. There's some like they, there's some, yeah. There's some instrumentation Mutiling. that breathes on some of these tracks. That actually lends itself well to a movie because yeah. it can act as a score. Where the instrumental parts can. So apparently, with Big Empty, I did a little digging around. It was originally recorded for the Mighty Joe Young demo, which I think was their old band name. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. And it was called. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. The the song they were going to originally use was from that demo, and it was called Only Dying. And then when Brandon Lee died, they decided to use something else. So they thought really? it would be a little callous. Yeah. You know, now that you're talking, uh, so Richard Patrick formed a super group with the DeLeo brothers. Yeah. And I never heard any of their shit. I think I listened to it once. Was yeah. it, are, Army aren't, they on the, uh, aren't they on the Underworld soundtrack or some shit like that? Maybe. That's the perfect place for them. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, so. I feel like like Richard Patrick's side project was on that. So my, that might be the same. Army one. I feel like Richard Patrick's side project is the Underworld, period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the movie's not the band, Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but go ahead, yeah. So then the next track is uh, one of the showstoppers. It's the Nine Inch Nails cover of Joy Divi- or of Dead Souls by yep, Joy Division. Yeah, yeah, they do a great yeah. job. And it's it's a cool song because it's like stripped down Nine Inch Nails that you don't. Yeah, really know. It's, I mean it's very simple. You don't even hear keyboards until the last thirty seconds. Yeah, song. yeah. It, Which it, song do you like better, uh, this cover version or the original by Joy Division? I mean, they're so. I mean, you can't. I mean, they're very, very similar in terms of the song structure. <laughs> I think I like the original. This one just punches it up. In because terms I of really guitar. like Ian Curtis. I like Joy Division a lot, and, and this introduced much... me to them, but this is the better version because of the the problem with Joy Division is that they were like a, they didn't get to mature, you know what I mean? Yeah. It yeah. was a band always in its infancy, always kind of lo-fi, and there's nothing you can do to change that. And that's part of why... But that's part of what yeah. makes the song yeah. so good, yeah. but then again, this was like someone who obviously loved it and really like brought this song to life without turning it into a Nine Inch Nails song. He made it a really strong cover. That's very strong. Paying yeah. tribute to it. So I actually, I mean, if I had to listen to them both like five times in a row, I would, I'd prefer to listen to the Nine Inch Nails one. Sure. But also, you know, I do love Joy Division, but I also think they have better songs. In sure. this particular song, so as yeah. a cover, he took what, what made this song special, and then put his own like you know, you know, Trent Reznor's a genius. We're talking, we do, we have a whole podcast, yeah. you know, dedicated yeah. to this, uh, and this is an exceptionally good yeah. cover. And he doesn't do a lot of covers. Yeah, yeah but they're all good. Is, like, yeah. is this the downward spiral formation? It or? is. So you yeah. got Chris Vren on drums, cool. uh, Charlie Clauser on uh, keyboards, and then uh, Robin Fink on guitar. So, yeah, I, I don't know if this was recorded at the same time, because if that was the case, I mean, that's, uh, you know, Trent probably on guitar, not Robin. Robin's never really been on any of the recordings besides yeah. the slip. Um, so people in the studio, even Charlie Clouser wasn't really in the studio too much. So it was really just, uh, just Trent and Chris and then 
I don't think Adrian Ballou had anything to do with this because, oh, okay. as you said in the last episode, that Dead Souls was actually included on the Japanese import version of yeah. the Downward Spiral. So interesting. It was probably recorded around the same time. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this soundtrack came out within like three or four months of the release of Downward Spiral. Right. So. And, you know, uh, my favorite lyric of this song... I know what it's going to be. You know what it says? Conquistadors who took their share. So good. I mean, so God, good. I so love good. that. I, I love Trent's uh, a delivery of it, but I do think uh, Ian Curtis's version is pretty cool. Yeah. It's not on Unknown Pleasures or Closer. Is is Was this just released as a Joy Division single? Single. Kind of between the so two? it would be like on The Substance or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was is never that actually... Live album? It's not a live album, isn't it? Oh, I think it is also like the 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 uh, peel set, the extended one. I can't remember what the hell it's called. There's a live. Did you guys ever? Um, you might have seen this one done live. I think we saw. I saw this maybe. I'm not sure if I did. I honestly couldn't remember. I should look that up. I'm sure. It's I think out I saw it in the lights in the sky. Too. Yeah, I think. I, I think I'll have to look it, it up. Out. But he might have played it. At, they were playing some B sides at the Bowie show, so they may have done that there. Hmm. Okay. Definitely never heard him play a uh, perfect drug, but we're jumping ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's never been done. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> the next song is good. I don't have much to say about it. I love Rage. I've seen Rage live at least once. Oh, really? Arco, Arco. Oh yeah. Um, During the Evil Empire tour? No, no. After oh, that, they came here one. for Did the you go to that tour? Battle of LA. I don't. I've never loved liked that band. Oh, I've always liked Rage Against Machine, and that tour They're was fine. insane. The Arco Arena went insane, and the best part about it though wasn't Rage Against the Machine. Tartage, right? Did they open up for him? Oh, no, that one was a different It was a Gangstar opened. And they had a couch, and one guy just sat on the couch, and he had a a mason sickle the entire time. And just every once in a while, I'd get up, and he'd shake the mason sickle and sit back down. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. All right. But that's a pretty good song, Darkness by Rage Against Machine. Mm -hmm. It sounds uh, like more rougher than some of their other stuff. It it, is off their first record. It's from their first. But I mean, if you listen to that one and then compare it to Killing in the Name of. The guitar um, doesn't really dip into the turntable sounds too much. Okay, not much to say about that. Uh, The next track I. I really like it. I really love this one. Killer Me Once by Violent Femmes. I think this is mm-hmm. one of their favorite... And this, my, is, this is my favorite this, song by Violent Femmes. Well, this That's is actually... fun band. Recently, yeah. I was... All over the place. Yeah, all over I've the I've always place. liked the Violent Femmes as long as I've known about them, which was just Blister of the Sun. Yeah. Got, you know? Yeah. But then I was thinking about it recently. I was like, they're a really good band. Yep. Yeah. Killer Me Once is phenomenal. It's a great that song. That song is unbelievably yeah. good. Yeah. One thing I've always liked about Violent Femmes is that the vocalist, whose name I don't know, Yeah. he sounds like a woman. Mm-hmm. Sure. He's always sounding like, like I was surprised when I was younger. His voice is very cracky, like uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Just something. Uh, I, I, I really like his uh, tiny Tim esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a yeah. uh, that's a that song is great. And for I me, I love the way I just love the way it starts with the doom, 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 doom. Yeah. Doom. And then when the drums kick in, just doom, click. Yeah. Buck-a, 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 buck-a. It's just a that's a great little track. And this is where I tend to dip out on the soundtrack. Oh, you're gonna miss good stuff. I tell you, I don't no, know, man. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. So, I mean, there's two other good songs. No. Last year. All right, Ghost Rider's <laughs> not that good of a song. No, it's, it's a I've cover. Never liked I was, Rollins. I've never liked Henry Rollins. I like Suicide, but yeah, you know, I like, I like Suicide Rollins. too. But it is not. A, I do you would not like Henry Rollins' music or him in general? 
Oh, uh, him in general is fine. Like, I love I him in general. Him yeah, I agree. I don't I've, I've been I've been to some yeah. of his spoken word stuff. Yeah. I really enjoyed his it. His music just does nothing. Yeah, for yeah. Me. yeah. I mean, and I'm, also Black Flag. I'm, Sorry to any listeners if I offend, but yeah, never. Well, here's the thing: as a never, guy that was really like, into yeah, hardcore music, like Black Flag, yeah. Flag either. I like what Black Flag did, but I cannot put Black Flag on and listen. Yeah, right. I don't have the patience. Nope. Nope. But I like like the idea of Henry Rollins and what he did. And the fact that he was best buddies with one of our favorite musicians, Ian yeah. McKay. Yep, yep. You know, yep. Uh, yep. They, they did a lot of great stuff together. Right. But Ian McKay made all the music I wanted to hear. Henry Rollins just hanging out with them at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I'm not a big suicide guy. I, I never listened to him, really. Yeah, yeah me neither. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're they're very very I'm a big fan. Very yeah. proto yeah. proto but, you know, we like exactly. Yeah, yeah. they the were, impression they were I got was they're like so they were, far ahead of their time. They were like, they're too far ahead of their time. They were kind time, of frankly. like punk industrial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. probably a good way to But before yeah. punk was a yeah. thing, and certainly before industrial was a yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And, their their uh, one official album is highly listenable. Their that's collect- the one that this the album cover says yeah. suicide yeah. Like a gun yeah. on, right? Yeah, or the blood or whatever. Yeah. And then the, the other the other stuff, there's some cool stuff hidden in there and a lot of experimental whatever's, but yeah. yeah. Now here's this is where I'm gonna blow apart some of Mark's bullshit. Uh <laughs> Milk Toast by Helmet. Oh is yeah. A great yeah, song. I love Helmet. I, Helmet's yeah. alright, yeah. That's okay. I liked him at the time. Well, I, I should say at the time, I really enjoyed him. I own. I don't. I'm not Betty. in the. I'm not in well, the mood. I, I think this is. Oh, in the meantime, is the is the one to listen. To I think. I think Eric and I are. I'm a pretty big Helmet guy. Yeah. And Helmet always kind of fell into. I didn't get into them until Eric and I got into them, or he got me into them when I was older. Helmet, I put in the same box as. Um, Bark Mark. Yep. Yep. Just. Uh, yeah. Very, very like a four piece band. Really effective hard it's rock band. Very precise, but isn't afraid to have be a little rough around the edges, and knows how to groove. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. what helmet is. And the drummer went on to be the battles drummer. Yeah, yeah John Stanton, and he was no also in Tomahawk. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's great. And Paige Hamilton was a great guitar player. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got nothing I... against Helmet. It's just that they've never been on my radar. Yeah, they, yeah. I don't know if there's anybody. Nothing. Helmet stuck. seems like never a band that's with been, me. Right. They're nobody's Same favorite with, like, band. Clutch. No, but. I always uh, put helmet and clutch kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, I remember that they were onto something, and then kind of. I could yeah. make a I could make a greatest hits of helmet, and, and it would be all really really good. But their albums, true, do have ebbs flows. Yeah. Uh, the badge, a poison idea cover by Pantera. I hate Pantera. Oh, I'm I will not be a Pantera the first fan. To say it. I'm not a fan. Hate Pantera. I think yeah. Phil Anselmo is a piece of shit. <laughs> I don't want Dimebag Daryl to obviously die. That was really tragic that that happened oh, that way. I strangely enjoy Pantera. They're like, uh, they're like, uh, like the stoner, insane clown posse Metallica. They're, they're, they're uh, I don't know how to describe their connection to the thrash metal kind of thing. Steve could definitely I mean, describe this. In a much more eloquent and educated manner. Let me just say this. I don't think I enjoyed them. I could see Phil Anselmo marching to keep those Confederate statues up. Definitely. Okay. He's been caught on tape saying some terrible things. Yeah. Mm. Um, The music Pantera made I like a lot. Uh, All their major metal albums, they not the ones when they were a hair metal band, but the late '80s. But the albums they're known for, I stand by all of them. But I also... Or like Far Beyond Driven. Far Beyond yeah. Driven and yeah. Great Southern Trend Kill. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Really good riffy albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil is actually, for what he tries to do, this song notwithstanding, a pretty good vocalist when he wants to be. Um, but he's also a terrible human being. But also at the same time, I saw them once, and he kept threatening the audience and saying he would fight any motherfucker there. 
and it kind of endeared him to me. Really? Was, like, this guy is completely drunk and being stupid. It was at an Ozfest. Wow, that's interesting, because uh, I would have done the exact opposite and been like, that guy seems like a fuck. Yeah. And honestly, like... Yeah, uh, I hate that when, when they do that. When he was so cartoonish about yeah. it was why I found it amazing. Oh, okay. Right, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, honestly... Stage meltdowns are, like, a huge... Uh, that's a no-go It's such me. a buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, that's and a no-go. And I've seen it happen so many times. I have, like, I could list, like, a top five, like, on-stage meltdowns. It didn't affect the songs. <laughs> it was just in between. He was the lunatic. <sighs> and also, you know, another guy I like a lot is Hank 3. They have some side projects together. The Hank 3's fans are probably terrible, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Trent and I went and saw him once in Chico, and I had to tell some uh, neo-Nazis to quit throwing fucking signs in the air. Gross. This was over a decade ago. Yeah. Now it's probably at every oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I tried to be a hero yeah. now, I'd get killed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, uh, Pantera has a ton of bad stuff attached to him, but I, I like the music. Uh, anyhow, moving right along. But that's not one of their best songs. Slip Slide Melting by For Love Not Lisa. Oh, Actually no. not a bad song. I couldn't put it on the police lineup. I mean, yeah. I probably have heard it a thousand times by listening yeah. to the soundtrack. Did you even insult your sister with the song title? No, God. This no. is For Love Not Lisa, Lisa. <laughs> band title? What thousand Mona they, Lisa's? Are they, are, they, are, they, are they a Christian band? They, they're the band I was telling you they yeah. were on Tooth & Nail Records. Oh, yeah. there you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Like the Joy Electric. Bad, bad album uh, name for a band. Okay, not much to say there. Uh, After the Flesh by My Life of the Thrill. Great. Cold. Oh, Good yeah. song. Yeah. Well done in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Great even song. It, even at my, is, yeah. That's a band I bought albums from. And when I because of on, this. Yeah, and I put it on. I'm like, uh, what happened? Yeah, even, even, at my most, song on here. even at my most dance industrial phase. Yeah. When I was like, this, um, these assholes somehow I think are why I got in the Lords of Acid. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. <laughs> Not a uh, the band. I cannot name one other song, one album. I did not. Lords of Acid were kind of special me, but I, I, you know, I, I'm like the raver in this group here. And that's so why it's, that, it's, exactly. it's fine. They crossed. The, there's they a cross rich. The bridge, there's yeah. a rich tapestry of history with these Belgian uh, techno bands from the late '80s and early '90s, and it's and it can be felt in that. And they had so. good coupe artwork. I love the album covers. Hell yeah. 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 Yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Off topic, though. But yeah, because they have like this, a devil's yeah. vagina <laughs> front and center. And you're like, fuck yeah, That's exactly. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen? And, and very, have you seen my wife? She's basically one of those albums. Snake oh. Driver, the Jesus and Mary Chain, Jesus and Mary Chain, good band, great band. Not one of my favorites, but I have nothing against them. Right? I yeah, like them. A, yeah, definitely, no, definitely it's a standard, one of my favorites. It's a pretty favorites, standard issue. Jesus yeah. and Mary so Chain. So Jesus and Mary Chain, I always, always uh, transpose Jesus Lizard. Exactly. Yeah. Always. That's no, right. even though they yeah. sound nothing alike. I was gonna no. say, you know who I always mix them up with? The, my Buddy Valentine. Yeah. Right. No. Who was hugely well, inspired by? I mean, it's not even like a secret. They're openly like the biggest fans. I'm not saying this insulting. Have you ever listened to the Jesus Lizard? Yeah. I love the Jesus. No, the Jesus Lizards have nothing to do with okay. Jesus. Just the names. He can't just disassociate. Yeah. Just yeah. the names. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Jesus. Actually, Jesus Lizard would fit in on the soundtrack, but nobody's business. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Lizard. Yeah, too that much Jesus. Yeah. yeah, I always, but I always love the Jesus and Mary Chain, and obviously, you know the you know the the drummer for their for them on their first album went on to you know form you know Primal Scream. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Primal Scream's great. Yeah, Primal Scream's like one of the most. They're a great band. I would say probably one of the very most important. I really enjoy British the Exterminator the album. That's the that one I like. And that was the one, speaking yeah. of tying back into this, My Bloody Valentine, Kevin Shields produced that one. Are you serious? Yeah. So. That's a good First record. track in that album's a banger. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. So uh, they had a solid. They had a solid too. like yeah. ten, twelve years of pretty much perfect records in my estimation. But it started, you know, with Psycho Candy, um, the the first album from you know the Jesus and Mary Chain. So. Mm-hmm. All right, we're almost done with this one. The next two are just Time Baby Three by a band called Medicine. Mm. Another. They were a, a cool shoegazy type band. Yeah. Which also connects again to, uh, you know the Jesus and Mary Chain yeah. kind of foundational in that. There was like a moment and we're all I think a little bit too young. I mean I came into it later like when I was like probably around 16, 17 and like you know my bloody valentine kind of just like spilled the beans for all this for me but uh, like around 1990 or so there was actually a lot of you know and not just in UK uh, a lot of uh, shoegaze type bands like my bloody valentine uh, so you had like, you know, like your Lush and your Ride and uh, later on uh, Slow Dive. And, uh, you know, Medicine was one of those kind of bands. Um, I would not say they were, you know, top tier. Uh, this is a good song. And I really also liked how they how it was featured in the movie also in another performance uh, with the band, which was kind of cool. So anyway. More than what I could have said. I have no idea yeah. who this fucking band is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, yeah. Good job, Joe. Way to really here. pull it from That's the here, uh, buddy. <laughs> yeah, from the and, disparate tastes. And to close out this album, Jane Syberry's "It Can't Rain All the Time." This is not a good song. Not a good song. <laughs> it works is... better in the movie when the album skips and it. <laughs> yeah. Can't rain all the. Can't, can't rain, rain all the time. Yeah, in the movie, it's actually a song that. Uh, because it basically stops Eric, playing. Eric Draven's band has made. Yeah. But it's covered by uh, this woman, who I've never heard before. Yeah. Nope. And never um, heard from since. Even in my re-listen, I, I re-listened to this album probably like twelve times. She's Canadian, I think. Yeah. Eh? I, I, eh? I could not finish that song. Yeah. Nope. Trash. No. Your tears won't fall forever. <laughs> it seems like such like a uh, just a goth song. It seems you know? like, like it seems like it should be the end of a Disney movie or something. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Actually, yeah. that's an insult to Disney. Disney movies are great songs. They do, but uh, actually, no. Okay, so so growing up, let's finish love, this out. Hold on, Mark. <laughs> I love the King's Quest games growing up. Sure. And Sierra. When they got more money, they started using uh, voice actors and real. They, and for one, King's Quest Six. They had a Jill they, they, they commissioned a song. <laughs> they commissioned a song at the end of it to be called the uh, the girl in the tower. Uh huh. And it was uh, Jane Seinberg. It was like 1993, and it was and the girl in the tower, so beautiful, like Michael Bolton shit. Uh huh. <laughs> that song for the end of a CD-ROM video game from '93 was better. That was than you this. and Becky's wedding song. Exactly. <laughs> better than the camera all the time. Girl in the tower. Girl in the tower. So. Yeah. That is it for the Crow soundtrack. Great. All right. So, do you like the soundtrack more than the movie or the movie more than the soundtrack? Like, if you want to, like, get your Crow on. I like the movie more than the soundtrack. All right. Joe. I like the movie more than the soundtrack, but the highs on this album are higher than the highs of the movie. <laughs> but the movie's more Joe consistently better. The Eric? soundtrack means more to me than the movie, but the movie is more even. Yeah, there exactly. That's there you go. Better put. All right, so moving, I agree with that. moving right along, I wanted to pick some kind of nothing records-related thing, and Trent Reznor engineered the Prick album. Oh, so, so good. Which yes. we're not Did he go. actually engineer or just executive produce? I read engineer. Like, really? The internet might have lied yeah, to yeah, me. Yeah, only he, on a few tracks, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a couple tracks. It wasn't the whole thing. And it was enough to where we're going to talk about it. Yeah. 
We're not talking about every song. No, it's it's fine. All right. I love Prick. I I could talk about every. It's song. actually. Have we all listened to the Prick album? Yeah. Oh yeah, many times. That many, song never it's been a very long time. That song never went out of rotation. When we, I don't know if you got there early enough, but the David Bowie and Ishmael song, a tour, they opened. Yeah. So I got right. to see them live, and it was great. They were. Well, they, that, that makes great. sense because Prick is a very. There's a lot of interesting bands on on nothing. Prick was kind of like a harder, darker space hog. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah, yeah and Space that. Hog was more trying to do like the David Bowie glam stuff. Yeah, they but were there's more a little bit of David Bowie to prick. I think. Yeah, there is. When, and he, he, yeah, and he had a great voice, the lead singer. Yeah, um, and, and he, it's just unfortunate because the 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 single animal, which is a great song, so good, great song. That bass line makes you feel like you're listening, and the 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 uh, keyboards in the background. Yeah, and the animal noises. Yeah, it all sounds kind of like closerus. Right. Ask. Honestly, I think he was trying to capture that wave a little bit. Well, I think Trent was helping him. I think Trent was helping him capture that wave. It yeah. wasn't just him. Sure. No, I get it wasn't it. just him. Um, so the drummer from Stabbing Westward was yeah. the drummer for Prick uh, oh, during cool. this tour. Cool. So and yeah. uh, uh, it was funny because right around this time came out, there was 120 minutes of nothing, where Nothing Records took over 120 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a great, great night of MTV. They played Pop Elite Itself videos, every video. They even did a very short interview with the lead singer of Prick. And I remember there was a very funny part where Kennedy asked if he liked to listen to Mariah Carey, and he said, who's that? <laughs> it was such oh, like a aloof, cheeky, cheeky. such an aloof thing to yeah. say. And, she, and then Kennedy's like, she's married to uh, the owner of Sony Records. No idea. That also means <laughs> nothing to me. I'm on an indie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think this might be the same Stan Westford guy that was also in the Exotic Bird. Right. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh wow. This but guy was in that ties. band, Lucky Pierre. I think right. Lucky Pierre had something to do. Uh, he, they were orbiting around yeah. uh, uh, Trent. I always confuse. I don't remember if Trent was... He was in the Exotic Birds. Uh, but I don't know if you ever spent time. <laughs> you, you said it wrong. You said it wrong, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Let me um, incorporate that into our podcast. Uh, so just to just to hit the highlights, opening track "Communique" yeah, is a great, great song. opening song, yeah. uh, and yeah. the guy's a great vocalist. Can can hit a, can hit very glammy notes. And also has a very like sarcastic bite to his lyrics. Some tracks aren't as good as others, um, but Animal the the single is amazing. And other people has Trent singing background vocals on that I song. Know, I didn't catch that. Yep, Trent's doing all the backing vocals. That was one of the songs he engineered, so you can totally hear Trent singing in that song. And then the closing song, Make Believe, is like a like a ballad, but um, like once again very sarcastic, kind of funny. Great song. And also, I, I'm pretty you, sure they sampled the. You know, song I really track. like. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Is no fair fights. <laughs> That's uh, his take on something I can never have, and yeah. <laughs> no fair fights. Yeah. So prick, it's pretty good. Yeah. If you can find yeah. it, listen to it. I like find it. I like it a lot. It's on Spotify and Apple Music and Amazon Music. You know, he has a second album that I never knew about. No, it's the yeah, record. Yeah, he, he did a mail order album after it. It was oh, yeah. not on nothing. It was his own thing. Yeah. And I haven't heard it either. It was in two thousand. It's not on anything. So, so let's uh, now that that we have that out of the way. Sure. That palate cleanser. Yeah. We're going to go back and do another soundtrack track by track. Yeah. The messy Natural Born Killers. Ah. I love it, though. Yeah. It I absolutely great. fucking love how this many, soundtrack. How many different genres did this album introduce us to? Quite a few, I think. There's Why? not a genre that doesn't mess in. No, Leonard yeah, Cohen Leonard. has some solid, solid contributions to that. Absolutely. All of his songs on that are off the Future album. Yeah. Just which, the opening and second to last track. No, I three. No, there's the, three. Freedom. Uh, or no, uh... 
Yeah, there's Waiting for a Miracle, there's The Future, and then there's the one where they're breaking out of prison. It's not on the soundtrack, but it's oh, in the movie. Yeah. It's in the movie. Yeah. Uh, what was that? Freedom? What the fuck is that song? Open. Oh, fuck. I'll look it up. But anyways. Well, how do we feel about Natural One Killers in general? I actually like this movie a lot. I, yeah. always, I have always enjoyed it. It's funny how a lot of the people involved kind of have distanced themselves from it, but I yeah. think it was a, a distinctly 90s type of movie. It was... It's absolutely heavy-handed, but I think it, it kind of has to be to tackle and almost... Um, I mean, really, in a lot of ways, it's ahead of its time because we didn't know how far down the stupidity hole oh, God. reality TV and celebrity culture would it become. Really pre, it, it, it was pre It's actually not as ridiculous in hindsight yeah. <laughs> because of where we are right now. When you look at some of the stuff, we like some of the people that become... But like, so stylized. So pe- people that are extremely racist on the internet just to become popular. Yeah. Like this chick this week from the University of Alabama. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, you know what? Uh, I prob- Any attention is good attention. Exactly. She said, yeah. you know, uh, it sucks. I might be not able to be a congresswoman, but at least everybody knows who I am. I was like, that's it. It's terrible. Terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, you know. could still be a congresswoman. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Your chances yeah. shot Let's up. get Steve Bannon and, uh, you know. But hey, did the government shut yeah. down yet? Yeah, Can we, get, go uh, we figure that out? Yeah, no, I love the movie, though. I actually... It's it's always been a I favorite mean, it's of like, mine. It has everybody directed by Oliver Stone. Yeah. yeah. Who I am... I'm hot and cold on Oliver I'm, Stone. Like, more more cold here. than hot. More yeah, cold than totally hot. The highs are very high, but there's a lot of lows. Yeah. I just... Uh, uh, so I just watched it a couple weeks ago, and I, I've i always liked it. I saw it. I, I was so excited. I knew Nine Inch Nails was heavily... I saw the Burn video before I saw the movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I had a friend who, like... Because I wasn't allowed to watch R at that time because I had a lot of young brothers. Because you're a Mormon. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I just had a young brother. A quiver family, yes. Young brother. <laughs> uh, young brothers. But I had a friend who had it on VHS, so we just watched it. And I, you know, I bought it as soon as I could. And uh, now watching it, some of the satire works better than others. Yeah. Other parts. I love the Rodney Dangerfield. As, oh, like, my goodness. And that I love creepy, Mallory. just yeah. disgusting, yeah. Like, like, sitcom, like, sure. comedy. Like, that actually, like inspired my own personal sense of humor for a very long time. Uh-huh. And uh, your love of Rodney Dangerfield. And yes, yeah. that too. Eric yeah. had... Um, I have three different copies of Rappin' Rodney on various media. Was Cassette, it CD? Ca- ca- single, yeah. uh, uh 12-inch single, and then the full-length record Rappin' Rodney. Mark, we need you to throw a sample of uh, Rappin' Rodney. <laughs> no respect. I just need to give no you respect. to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's... Um, but, but, but some of it, like, the actual storyline of Mickey, Mickey Mallory isn't super solid but maybe it's not supposed to be i mean it's just it's kind of more how everybody's reacting to them i think right. exactly exactly and really nothing beats as I mean, tom sizemore is disgusting but nothing beats that scene with him and tommy lee jones walking through the prison oh, that no. whole scene and just their yeah. their back and forth is a top 10 scene for me in yeah. movies Absolutely. And it's so yeah. good. tommy lee jones oh, yeah. tlj oh He's so good in this he's, movie. He's, he's These ill-informed, gross opinions. Yeah. It just, it's almost like a like, Fox echo and, chamber. Yeah. And it just cuts to him like licking his lips, yeah. and then it cuts back to the... He was oh, workshopping. Ah, yeah. He was workshopping his Two-Face before he actually did his Yeah, it's true. Uh, yeah, and Tom Sizemore, uh, that's the second uh, Twin Peaks alumni of the night. That's true. Tom that's right. That's, uh-huh. that's right. Yeah. Um, no, I, I enjoy this movie quite a bit. I... I it exhausts me to even think of this movie. To sit down and watch this movie makes me tired just thinking about it. Doesn't it have Todd McFarlane animation too? Every no, time? I think it's. I think it might be Peter Chung that. Oh, okay, Flux okay, guy. okay. That okay. You're talking about yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. It's right. really yeah. cool yeah. looking too. It's only like you know thirty seconds yeah. of it, but it's they use it a so few cool. times. Yeah. yeah, I appreciate this movie and I enjoy watching it. 
but I need to like work up my nerves to watch it. Yeah. Didn't Tarantino um, write the screenplay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't like the story. The story. The the story, okay, story. No, he, he does. And he, he likes the movie. Oh, he does. He, oh, okay. he just says it's not me anymore. Yeah. Oh, sure. But, but he, so sense. he just kind of said like, he was very I young. Story. and he and he got to make that story in True Romance was a great film. Yeah. So the way I first got to watch it though was kind of fun. It was around. It was around the same time that I I bought Fixed. I don't know why I remember that that era. But my parents were basically they were like, you're going to high school. You're going to have to play a sport. You should play football. And I did not like football. But I played it. Uh-huh. But my... Uh, ever the uh, great negotiator, I said, well, if I'm going to have to play football and get all beat up, you're going to let me rent Natural Born Killers. <laughs> so I rented Natural wow. Born Killers. So that's I, like four years of your life for it, one movie? It was two. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. More like one and a half. Okay. Nope. Um, Steve got the Letterman jacket. Yeah, got yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah that's Big man on campus. So yeah, you know, but the soundtrack is great. Yep. Um, and the soundtrack, I I didn't watch it again because I feel like the soundtrack tells the story of the movie. Right. It's like the audiobook version. It almost as it well does. As the movie it does it itself. better than the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's more, more it condenses it, and I, I like how this soundtrack really kind of like the movie kind of bent the lines and put dialogue right in and over yeah. it and stuff mm-hmm. and mixed it in, and it's it really collage. kind of puts you in and out of it in that a was, weird kind of fluid yeah. way. That was all Trent's idea, which became. Oh, yeah. Uh, a much more common thing. I think this was the first one that really did that. Yeah. Um, and, and also, you know, the same thing happened to a lesser extent on Natural Born Killers. Lost, Lost Highway. And, and yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, I'm sorry, on Lost Highway. And yeah. then also, like, other movies did that too. Fear and Loathing yeah. Las Vegas and things like that. Mixing their the weird movie clips and stuff and sound effects into the music. It, I read a little cool uh, interview excerpt and, and, it, and basically Oliver Stone said, yeah, like Trent Reznor came to me and said, we could just release an album of pre-release songs or we could do it in like a snippet collage kind of way and add, give how the movie itself experience. was made. Yeah. yeah. This yeah. cross like media yeah. overwhelming. Oh, the, mu- yeah, the, mu- the yeah. music and the movie makes the movie when you're watching yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah. um, can we just talk about Patrolman Gerald Nash? <laughs> Patrolman Gerald Nash <laughs> like, uh, was the first of 12 peace officers. <laughs> he looks his, his bear claw. <laughs> oh, and um, then it cuts right into... Uh, bear claw. He's <laughs> like choking back yeah. tears. Does it do right into... Uh, back in baby's arms. Doesn't it? Yeah. It From that yeah. You know, if you'd wait till we talk about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, but listen, like, I just got to get to yeah. that. Like, um, the segments where he's talking to... Uh, the little dialogue snippet. So you got that part of Wayne Gale talking about live with Wayne Gale. <laughs> Route six six six. Like Wayne this Gale is also Elton John talking about his bisexuality, the <laughs> Rolling Stone. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. is great in this. Yeah, so good. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Personal um, favorite character, yeah. really. Yeah. From like this movie, is, it has to be that Wayne Gale. Batonga, Batonga, Batonga. <laughs> this like amalgamation of this like ego maniacal yeah. uh, Geraldo Rivera esque. Yeah, uh, it's also so kind of a vision of what was yet to come. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the, the album opens with Leonard Cohen. And it's a great song. Probably the might be the first time I actually listened to Leonard Cohen. Me too. It was for me. Um, like I was telling Mark recently, I like Leonard Cohen a lot, but I don't put him on. No. When I want to listen to Leonard Cohen, I put Nick Cave on. Yeah, like the, that type, so you want that baritone. That, when that, yeah, if I want crooning darkness with witty lyricism traveling through uh, countryside, I listen uh, to the game. I will say that the all the songs, the Leonard Cohen songs on this, 
and this can cover all of them, but they're on the album The Future. Yeah, and that I, one I, is great from start to finish. I own The Future. Yeah, that and, one's great from start to finish. Yeah, and, and, I, and that's different than their, his other albums. He had the theme song for uh, True Detective Season 2. You did? As well. Right, Never mind. right. Yeah. Um, and I always found it interesting that The Future, he really went heavy on the Casio tones, that yeah. whole right. album. Yeah. Of which they're on these two tracks that are on this album. But it's great. Like, this track makes you. This movie takes place in the de- desert a lot. Even if you take that uh, visualization away, I still feel like I'm driving through the desert with this song. Yeah, it's absolutely. Um, so, good track. It's an edit. A lot of these are edits off the original albums. Uh, some of them are worth finding the originals. Waiting for the Miracle, I don't remember how different the one on the album is, but the closer to the album, the I'll remember to say the future. You gotta find the original version yeah. of the future. I'll bring that back up. It's good. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. So L seven shit list. Shit list. Used great in the movie. Me yeah. and actually a good song. <laughs> yeah. A good rocking song. Yeah. L seven. I can't name any other L seven songs. Andres. I can't, I can't name another L seven album. They have like at least two other singles. I can't name an album, but L seven is a definitive band for me that I knew that they were supposed to be good and they existed because of magazines. Right, right. Like right. Details yeah. Magazine. Were they L7 part of like that whole like Riot Girl kind they of were, uh, definitely. thing? Yeah, yeah. But a uh, shit list. It's a great know. song in the movie, yeah. Usually, and if you're driving around, you know. Much more listenable than anything Kathleen Hanna ever did, so <laughs> you gotta give them that too. Shit list is a, it's a fun <clears throat> rocking track. Um, the next track is uh, Moon Over Green County. It's some instrumental song. Okay. Yeah. That's sticking out. I, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. On all, I, yeah, especially yeah, on this soundtrack and also on the Lost, the Lost Highway one. But, but I would Highway, say the instrumentals on that album are distinctly good. Yeah. They're Dave great. Lynchian. They're yeah. great, yeah. Now, this next one, Patti Smith's Rock and Roll Nigger. Oh. Well, you have to say it, I guess. I, just, Excuse us I never want to toss that word around, you know, right. willy-nilly. Right. And it's the title of the song. And Marilyn always, Manson covered this one, Marilyn too. Manson did yeah. cover this song. Yeah. Their cover's Great pretty good. Great cover, by the way. It's off the pretty sweet, good, yeah. uh, the Smell the Children yeah. EP. I never under... Like, I went and tried to do some research and like, why... What was the story behind this? Like, why do you think you can get away with this? Yeah. Yeah, I know it was the 70s. Mm-hmm. I know that you're just trying to be offensive. Yeah. And she basically tried to go from, like... Oh well, the N word is basically anybody that's an artist that nobody gets. I'm like, no. Well, John yeah. John Lennon no. and Yoko had "Women is the N word of the world." That's that was right, one of their yeah. songs too. It's kind of same oh. concept. Good for Yoko, but you know Yoko made more money than God, and probably she already started with more money than God. Yeah. She was an heiress to like a billion. Probably doesn't family. know yeah. the what people go through. They call that so right. I, feel, I like that's. I do like the song though. It's a good song. I, yeah, it's I a just, pretty good song. I, I just like when it's, I listen but to it's it, I'm rough. Like, it's like you know. At the I, time, I think it was it was it was meant to be. I, I think she was an ally at the time. Well, she, however, allies now would not use that word. Yeah, in the yeah. seventies. Se- however, misguided yeah. the intent. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> in the seventies and in nineteen ninety four, when this when this is on the soundtrack, you'd be able to have those conversations and not have them be as loaded as I feel you would sure, now. It's right. true. You know, we've taken yeah. so many steps backwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, shit, like, that, we're just coming out of civil rights when this thing is coming recorded. out. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. it's still pretty, like, wounds are still fresh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so, I don't know if ever there was a right time no. to have Yeah, like, it's true, like, it's true. Uh, the um, LA riots and everything were just, like, not even, like, a year before that. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, yeah. how much power can you give a word? I totally understand the history of the word. Yeah. Um, and it, it sucks because, uh, shit, like I, I can't say that I've ever experienced that experience, yeah. but, 
It's a terrible word. It doesn't need to be said, yeah. but at the same time... It makes me uncomfortable. But it's yeah, not like I will skip the song. It's the title of the song. Right. I don't know why Patti Smith felt that was necessary. Sure. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but um, we're not as, um, you know, maybe some of the, somebody else that's more of an academic could explain it to me. Sure. Yeah. Not tonight. Uh, Cowboy Junkie Sweet Jane. So good. Wow. A cover of the classic Gold yeah. Underground song. Lou Reed. I, I, when, I, when, I, when I've had a few, I'll say I like this version better. They're they're different. Yeah. I yeah. really like this version. They're, they're, they're what's, wonderful. What's, here's what yeah. my, my take on that. I, I love the Velvet Underground version. Yeah. I love this one. I like, I probably, in my heart of hearts, like the Velvet Underground which one better. Which record was this one on? This was on uh, the last one, Loaded. Loaded. Loaded which I really so like. Loaded yeah. Yeah, which is my favorite, my favorite oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but what's <laughs> cool is if you listen to... If you listen to the live albums before Loaded came out, mm-hmm. when they use were... that soundbite over yeah. the word yeah. naggers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, when if you listen to the live stuff from Velvet Underground before Loaded came out, their original nice. version of the song is is what the Cowboy Junkies are covering. Oh, that's cool. I'll so it's it actually like it started as that slow, very mm-hmm. slow, like kind of westerny sounding song. Well, I like I like the westerny slowness to it. The last minute where she kind of just. Um, hums yeah. yeah, and sing songs. I love that part. The scene in the movie is pretty funny when yeah. she's taking a leak in yeah. the desert and talking yeah. about, yeah. you know. And that horse was frothing yeah. and you was whipping them horses. Oh, it's yeah. poetry, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, That's and also, great. you know, Lou Reed, clearly uh, a major influence. Yeah. Uh, he features on, you know, Lost also on Lost yeah. Highway. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of enjoying a bit of a revival in the mid-90s. Yeah. Uh, deservedly so. I, as Especially I'm, with Lulu when that came oh, out with Metallica. I'm a ginormous, ginormous uh, Velvet Underground friend, but yeah, I, big fan. a lot of Lou Reed solo stuff bothers the hell out of me. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I love his song on Lost Highway. But anyway, we'll get there yeah. in a minute. Yeah, that's a good. That's one. a good. This, it's a good cover. I like that song a lot. My stepmom owned the original album. Um, that's all I've got to say about that. This is the only thing I know of Cowboy Junkies. From. I couldn't name that. Yeah, I actually saw them at the bridge. I went to the Bridge Benefit concert that Bowie played in acoustic. A lot of people at. think they remember another song and they're like, no, 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 that's Mazzy Star. Yeah. Wait yeah. a minute, yeah, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I only know them from uh, what's that? Yeah, hey, I was doing another Bowie brag <laughs> over here. But I was at the the Bridge Benefit concert. Bowie was there doing an acoustic set. Cool. Pete Townsend was there. Pearl Jam was there. Patty Smith was there. Yawn. And, uh, and Cowboy <laughs> Junkies were there. And yeah, that's oh, why I got well. to see the song live. It was great. Mark and I saw him on his last tour, and he uh, opened his encore up with five years. So Ooh, we can all brag sometimes. There you go. Yeah. Um, you said it, Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> Murdoch didn't like Next that track, Bob Dylan's You Belong to Me. Oh, while well, he's getting a hand job. <laughs> That's Shop what's happening Dylan. in the movie when this song is oh, playing. Oh, I thought Bob Dylan was. No, 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 that might have been. That would be some serendipitous happenstance. I love this song. Um, this was my, I, I notoriously could not stand Bob Dylan growing up. Yeah. This was my first crack in my Bob Dylan armor. Uh, later, Eric. You married into the biggest fan we well, met. No, before that, before yeah. that, I became best as a buddies with Eric, who like started chipping away at his yeah. Nashville skyline and right. whatnot. Yeah. And then, yeah, I married Becky, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure this guy's yeah. discography out. I'm a I, guess I'm a, I guess I need to really give this guy a shot. Yeah, I know what I'm, I'm, I'm a Bob Dylan fan. I'm a selective Bob Dylan fan, but there are some great, there are some really good This song, the reason I like yeah, this song like most is, of his it's a pretty song. Yeah. It's kind of romantic, but actually, no, it's not romantic. When you listen to right. the lyrics, you're like, oh, no, this is dark. This is possessive. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's a good song. It's a, as far as Bob Dylan goes, it's not too... Lost in you know wacky Bob Dylan. This yeah, yeah. this was right before Time yeah. Out of Mind came out, which is one of his okay, best so albums. This is from the ninth. This is actually yeah. from the yeah era. yeah okay. yeah. Uh, the next track is Dwayne is a trembler. That's that uh, 
I like a lot of Dwayne Eddy stuff. He does a lot of that. Is that just, Rockabilly? That yeah. one does a yeah, lot of that. A little bit. Just little guitar stuff. Guitar walking he's around. The, uh, sound yeah. effects. Yeah. He's, uh, there, there was a song also that Dwayne Eddy had on uh, uh, Pulp Fiction soundtrack. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And so let's let's just get to the heart of things, man. The next track is Nash Nails Burn. Yep. Yeah. It's a good one. A great... Hot take, the best Nine Inch Nails track from any of the three soundtracks we're discussing. No, not Disagree. But wow. That's not that Over Perfect Drug? You I, I like it better. Than, I like Perfect Drug better. Can oh, we? wow. Well, interesting. Okay. Trent himself? Cool. I know. Disagree. Well, yeah. that's fine. I'm not trying Let's to wait till we get there. Yep. If okay. I, if I, I got plenty to say. We all got plenty to say. Joe, Sorry to derail. Joe, it's a great song. It's a great song. Um, so this whole album actually... It's not very good live, though. Like yeah, I've, I've seen just, it live. I've yeah, seen it live a couple times, and it just sounds so like, muddled. I don't know that any of these would be good live. Yeah, I mean the ones that we're discussing here in particular. Oh, Dead Souls would be great live. Dead Souls have that's heard, that's it, that's made for a live. That's I made for so, a live because thing, it doesn't have any of what makes a so much going on. Song. Like when that intro, you know, it just doesn't sound very good like uh, live. Um, and I'm just so for a studio centric musician though. So yeah, he put it. this soundtrack together with was it with Blood? Or yeah, that's with, about right. I, yeah, he was on Brandon? tour at the time. He was on tour. It was, it was in a, on closure. He was in hotel room. Yeah, he was putting it together in his laptop. Yeah, yeah. Did they record this in a hotel? Sounds like it. I sure wish I could see what laptop he was using. I wonder if it was a giant monstrosity like the one. It's uh, <laughs> like a power. What's book. her name? You, uh, Sandra Bullock and the the <laughs> net. <laughs> that no. giant laptop. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Was this recorded during the downward spiral sessions? Um. No. I don't uh, think so. Okay. Um, but it would have been. Near so about it's that funny time. you say that because this song is the entire downward spiral album thematically boiled down yeah. into one song. Yeah. Uh, which is cool, but also. A little. If it was on the downward spiral, it would have been way too on the nose. Well, I, yeah. I love this. I, I love this. No, it's a great song. I put Burn on, and I like, you know, this is good. And it's a great the part, song. The part that gets me with Burn, where it really gets going, is, and Terrence good at this, actually, that it has a good build-up. But then the, uh, when he says, I'm going to burn this whole world down for the first time, yeah. and the guitar goes, like it has the guitar riff that comes in. You always know how I feel about Trent Reznor's groovy guitarist. Right. Yeah, Whenever the groovy guitarists get laid in, I love it. This song's cool because it is really messing with his noisy bass and that like high, almost a ghetto flute sound like that. Yeah. Like going on in the background. Yep. It's great. There's some really good just straight electronics happening in this, which is why it's not the best necessarily live song, live song with the whole band, but it's a great song. Yeah. I mean, I, I love it. Don't my, my no, biggest, it's a great song. My biggest yeah. problem with it is it is on the nose. Yeah. Lyrically. And yeah. also... In today's climate, again, it's funny how some of this stuff makes you, like, it sounds like an MRA asshole in his basement that hates women could have written. Right. It's true. Sure. It's, you know, it's just... We even know one of those guys. But I think, you know, it's also within context, right? Because he could write really, really touching songs, really sad songs, but also really angry songs. And also, it doesn't mean it's from his point of view. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You know, right. that, that, that's, that's the thing. You know, a lot of people have trouble separating... A shitty point of view from the person writing it. No, I don't think Kurt Ezra is a shitty. Yeah. Of course, and, not. and the video but. actually tells Mickey Knox's story way better than the movie does. So uh, tell us about the video. Well, the video has a lot of of the B the B footage from the movie, mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff that only got really quick cuts in the movie. Especially Mickey Knox's story, which was like his mom yelling at him, yeah. his dad going out and shooting himself in the field. Like you see that very quickly in the movie, but you have a longer cut of that in the music video. You have Trent in this like what looks like a black stage with like a 
a bed and he's just kind of screaming the song. Now, so they've got pro- the projections on the bed. Right. And, then, and, and, yeah. and, then, and like some of the live projections they use yep. kind of. Yep, and they, you got some of that like like um, rotting animal yeah. carcasses like yeah. from the Hurt video. Um, you have Tom Sizemore with his fucking G-string in the train. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it's, a, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a great, it's a great video, great song. Yeah, it, it wasn't Flood. It was a guy, Leo Herrera. Um, he that, helped him put the album he, together? Uh, well, he just assisted Burn, this particular oh, okay. song. So Flood absolutely did have a part in this. But uh, this was recorded at South Beach Studios, which I think is in Florida. Okay. Um, so where Marilyn Manson was at at the time? Was he... Uh... Probably. Yeah, it's probably... Yeah, I mean, surprised. He was whining and dining. Yeah. Marilyn Manson. <laughs> That's probably true. Yeah. I mean, was this was pretty much... I don't know what else would have put him there at Well, the time. Marilyn Manson was probably whatever the like equipment of Four Loco was at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a good song. I, I do... Steel Reserves. <laughs> I, I think point. Joe might be onto something, but this didn't resonate me, with me as much as Perfect Drug, though. Yeah. I but like, I do I think song structure and what he's throwing at you... I do think that this is probably a more f- re- fully realized song. Well, also, I mean, perfect it's drug, original song. Perfect drug when it came out, we were looking forward to it coming. Exactly, out. Oh, it I've was a, like it I'm, was like it was like rain after years yeah. of. I've got a story. It wasn't that. years, but it we'll felt it. like it. We'll totally. It just felt like it. it's like well, when is that album happening? Burns totally. a burner. Burns a barn burner. Yep. yep. Um, <clears throat> the next track is Route Six Six Six, which is tonight. Wayne Gale. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fun. Dale Ridley. Candy Lane. A murder man. I've quoted that so many times. Patrolman Gerald Nash was the first of 12. I like how they also kill an Olympic biker. Like, everything's good. Like, really? There's an Olympic biker that just is on the road at the same time. Like, well, yeah, they were everywhere. Candy Lane. Murder. Yeah. So uh, that goes that into something called Totally Hot. Well, oh yeah! Oh that's like I love the montage of their effect on America. They were these elevated rock stars, yeah, Bonnie yeah. and Clyde, yeah. folk heroes. To mm-hmm. a great song, which is Patsy Cline's "Back in Baby's Arms." Oh, oh yeah, song. which is a great song. So yeah. I love yeah. Patsy Cline. I love Patsy Cline too. I feel like we're fully for this. My first introduction to Patsy Cline. There's not a lot of country in my family or upbringing. Well, that so the, see that there was a lot in mine. I know that I was gonna say. And so I didn't have that. This was my introduction. Yeah, like, me too. It, there was so much in mine where I was like, "Oh my god, I hate country music." I didn't really hate it. I was overexposed to a lot of the bad stuff. It also made me forget. New about country the was like right in its yeah. moment, right, but right then, now. But so then if you listen to country, you have Bob. When Billy, I was a teenager, Billy Ray. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, Patsy Cline is great." And this song, yeah. like, we listen to this song now, the production's great. Yeah. Her yeah. vocals are oh, beautiful. Amazing. So good. It's just like, when I was listening to the soundtrack, when this came on, it put a smile on my face. I was yeah, like, oh, that's great. great. It's a man. jaunty little tune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And how it's used in the film, too, is kind of fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Patsy Klein, everybody. Nothing, you know, everybody knows she's great, but if you, if you haven't listened to Patsy Klein in a while, you should listen to 12 Greatest Klein. Hits, that's all you need in your life. Okay. Does that have crazy so on it? Probably. That's crazy. I'll put that on my list then, because, uh, yeah, I don't it's have so a lot good. of that. But yeah. this, yeah, this track was really awesome. It was absolutely my introduction to Patsy Klein when I was she's good. 12, so. So then it goes into a Peter Gabriel, Nusat Farat Alakan. I like it. Uh, which is it's, you know, the the new set world music era. Is yeah, hard his real pronounce. world music. That was all, last the last temptation of Christ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peter Gabriel's never not interesting, even exactly. if it's not my cup of tea. It's yeah. never boring. Yep. Trent Reznor yeah. did a remix of a Peter Gabriel song. Oh yeah, growing up. 
That's but, uh, sledgehammer. No. <laughs> I love sledgehammer. <laughs> I love sledgehammer. I remember you and I listened to like Steam over and over. Or no, Big Time. It was Big Time. Big, big time. time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah. My hand larger than. Yeah. Now we're digging in the dirt. No. Digging in, digging in the dirt is a great song. Also. Isn't that one your dad liked? Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> For some they, reason, I remember that. That yeah. was off of. Uh, well, it was the album after So. So was this huge record. Yeah. It might have been Us. I think Us is the one okay. with Big Time and Digging in the Dirt and Steam. Right. And, right. Yeah. All right, so moving right along. Kiss the Frog. Uh, Sex the is Violent. Awesome yeah. video. Yeah. Sex is Violent, which is a Jane's Addiction song. Uh, yeah. I can't that's stand Jane's Addiction. Not one of their better that's, songs. That's the one where... Yeah, I like Three song. Days. Three Days is a great song uh, by Jane's Addiction. Um... The theme song to Entourage is <laughs> wow, Jane's Addiction. Yeah! Jane's Addiction is one of those funny bands. Maybe another one where we might just be like a couple years too young. They kind of like one of those bands that kicked off what became alternative. Yeah. You know, the whole Lollapalooza but thing still. was his spearhead. My, my neighbor gave Caught Stealing yeah. was one of those videos. I had the yeah. single for Caught Stealing. One of Ritual those videos. Had some but I mean, really, they're just kind of. Uh, a, I like the song Jane says. More of a, a poor man's <laughs> knockoff, uh, Led Zeppelin esque wannabe. More just, into Porto for Pyros, personally. Agreed. Porto for Pyros is good, actually. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Tahitian Moon is a great I, song. I'll give them, that's all I'll give them is Tisha Moon. Tisha Moon's good. That baseline. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 One thing I'll give this song is it has an interesting um, uh, through line here. Is that um, uh oh, we're getting a text. We're getting the lifeline, folks. My mom just texted me. Government shutdown! Exclamation <laughs> point. We were anticipating. Um, yeah. The this song does have a uh, Diamante Galas. Yeah. Who's been around? Yeah, I've She's, never been a fan. She starts a. Uh, she works in lyrics where I put a spell on you, which will come up later on the next soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, less said the better. Uh, this is an interesting track, though. AOS, History Repeats Itself. Did any of you guys listen to this soundtrack again recently? Yeah, Do you I mean, remember recently, this track? but no. It's just, it's just some synths and a woman singing over it that kind of sounds faintly German. Okay. It's really relaxing and tranquil. I couldn't find anything online about this band. Hmm. AOS. It doesn't stand for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, yeah, so <laughs> listeners, if you have anything we can send me about AOS, I like track 14. They did Unnatural Born Killers, but I have no idea what else you can find mm. by them. Uh, next track is the edited and extended version of Something I Can Never Have. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did they re record it at all? Or um, just... He did re record I think in closure. They show him in there. Exactly. But was it just that piano part of the just whole the thing? Just the piano part. Okay. Yeah. He just added a few more little... Yeah, yeah, it's just something I can never have, which is a song I've said that I think is wildly overrated. Oh, but it's, yeah. I think it's used well in this movie. Yeah. It yeah, adds I a lot to the to It's the a great scene. scene it is, the it is a, where she's a, out a the quiet and dramatic song. The thunderstorm, and she's saying, you know, why did you do this if you're not really it's, in it to win it? With it me. almost... It's right the where they're, they're, they're on mushrooms, and they're all, they're all screaming at each other. And, yeah. Yeah. The way that it builds, and along with the scene in the movie, the way the song builds, I think it actually works better in service of this movie than it does in its original context of Pretty Hate Machine. That's a good point. Yeah. The next track is Russell Means, I Will Take You Home. That's uh, le- that's more. They're doing mushrooms music. Yeah, and then yeah. it goes into the Hollywood Persuade Persuaders drums a go go. Oh right, yeah. which is where they're really <laughs> on mushrooms. Dong 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 dong. I think that's the animation part, right? The what? It's it's not when the animation. Uh, but that, I don't remember when segment, the animation popped either. in. I mean, the animation pops in when they uh, they they cut get married their hands, and they cut their hand and the, the blood, blood drops around. And it turns. Yeah. But there's a couple of other animated yeah, parts though. 
that are interspliced in because the right. part where he's like running down the hall. There's like a sperm too. There's a sperm yeah. Thing. Well, that's yeah. from the blood though. Oh, that's right. So there's we a all few have different sperm in parts. Our blood. I don't know if you knew that. But the uh, yeah, no, no, no. The um, but that mushroom scene, and then like he went crazy. He killed the Indian chief, yeah. and then yeah. he ran out of there. He told me he was bad. They got bit by snakes. Mm-hmm. There's a whole like bad, it's like bad, their downfall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. So and that goes into a Barry Ad- Ma- Barry Adamson Adamson song. Oh, we'll Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's the connection. And this there. is the track. This is the seat. The, the this is a great track because it's it's this Barry Adamson song. A very Barry. Where Adamson. it's uh, you know, <laughs> it's kind of just like very very kicks. It's it's, <laughs> it's got some droning synths in the synths in the background and some plinking synthy things over the top of it mm-hmm. but it's all that great scene where the, you guys talked about earlier with Tommy Lee Jones and Tom Sizemore oh yeah where they're talking and then Tom Sizemore gets reflected about his mom getting shot yeah in the, in the Texas uh, college shooter yeah and the, yeah, and yeah. the music just gets really like yeah. really mournful and it's, right. it's great it's the most I've ever felt for Tom Sizemore <laughs> in my life um, so that you know that leads into <laughs> Dr. Dre it's, oh, no, yeah. this is, this this is, is Dr. Dre. Dre. Uh, but the dog, uh, oh, that's the right. dog Town this is, is actually what would you do? Yeah. And that's it's a right. pretty good Thank song. You. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's a pretty decent song. It's a, that Chronic's that got some a, great, great yeah. tracks. Yeah, that's a good one. I remember there was some uh, noise about some collaboration between Dr. Dre and Trent Reznor. That would happen on the Fragile. Yeah, with on one fragile. song called Even Deeper. Even Deeper. I heard it was something even bigger that was supposed to have happened. Was that? Yeah, I remember hearing about that too. Nothing really material. Nothing like of of value, I would say. Really that was kind of around of when the Beats streaming before Apple bought Beats. Um, I they were also working on that together. I don't know if that was the no, 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 no. I mean, back in the nineties, yeah, okay. I remember reading about, about that, and uh, that was on Bill Simmons' best. Yeah, you know, and they were, you know, the Interscope connection obviously placed them in that proximity. Sure. But uh, I, I remember being fascinated by the idea of that. Uh, don't recall anything of material really. Probably would have turned out like Judgment Night. All I know, boys, is that I think we <laughs> that could have been cool. That could have been really fucking cool. Yeah, we've. Re- I'm really glad you came over, Joe, because I think we were getting two episodes of material out of this. All right, um, <laughs> and I love it. So that goes into track twenty, which is the highlight of the whole soundtrack. <laughs> Here's my note for this: uh, Juliet Lewis is born bad. She has her own record too. Yeah. By the way. Oh, yeah. she has Juliet and the and Rockets. The rock, yeah, yeah. Something like that. She has like, like that. two or three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my note. It's for no this. American Vampire. Juliet and the Licks also. <laughs> Hollywood Vampire. My, no- oh, yeah. <laughs> my note for this is miserable. I maintain she's perfect for this movie, but she still annoys me beyond all belief. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much it. She's perfect for National One Killer. I've always loved Juliet Lewis. Oh, I can't stand her. I, I know she has that effect on people. I've she's always in a lot of her. good things. Um, so I, I liked her. Well, she was in Cape Fear. She right. was in she's like, the hey, Audrey. Should we be doing this? And she's six Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, hello, Christmas Vacation. Christmas, yep, that's yep, Audrey. Yep, yeah, That's fine. She was great in that. Yeah. Um, and then... This one, and that was it. I think just those three movies. <laughs> oh, ton. It's a uh, Cal- California with a K. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. With Brad Pitt. Yeah. California. Yes. With a with a uh, David Duchovny was in, and uh, the one that was in uh, uh, Next Generation. Who who was the Bajoran? Um, she was in California. Help me out here, Bajoran? folks. Bajoran. Yeah, Bajoran. You lost me with Next Generation. I don't know. I'm Star looking Trek? at Steven. Yeah, it was Star Trek Next Generation. Oh. oh. Whatever. 
That actually throws me off. I don't don't know. (laughs) Too many people on that. Um, So... Yeah, Juliet Lewis, born bad. It's not a good Born bad. But that's got to lead us into what? Uh, Sergio Cervetti's Fall of the Rebel Angels. Oh, never mind. Which um, is just I think it's just a bunch of clanging, isn't it? Yeah, a bunch of clangs and keyboards, and it sounds like it should be off that Danzig album about the Black Fall of Aria. Rebel. So yeah. good. That's a good record. Black Aria is a good record. That is. Have you listened to that, Joe? Nope. It's, it's all synth and it's fantastic. It's just Clint Danzig in about 1996. Yeah. Huh. Got some keyboards out and made an instrumental album. Yeah, it's all synth keyboard. Look that up. Um, um, which goes into Fork Boy by Lard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lard is great. Yeah, Lard's great. This song is great. Fork Boy. Lard yeah. was just. So was, who was in Fork? Uh, who was in Lard? Lard was Ministry ver- plus Jello Biafra. That's right. Yeah. It was and it was proper Ministry. Yeah. Like I got all these like Ministries coming second. Like, Ooh, who's in Ministry? That's not Ministry. It's just Al. It's Al like, Jorgensen and the cast of clowns. Uh, who, Al Jorgensen. <laughs> who is Al? I, 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 his name escapes me. Wilson. Who's Paul the Barker? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Al Jorgensen has lost his mind. He's a clown. Uh, <laughs> Paul, when Paul Barker left, the, like, yeah. my, like you know, ah, shit, I can't think of any other examples right now. I was thinking about this recently. Ministry is a great example of a band with a loud, crazy guy you think of. Uh-huh. He's fun, but the guy that really carried the weight, stood in the back and did the good stuff. He did the, made the groove, made the drum programming. Like That yeah, was Paul was Barker. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul yeah. Barker was the guy that was doing the hard work. Because that's yeah. when he came around during uh, Land of Rape and Honey. Yeah, right. and he stuck and he left at Amostima, which is a good album. That's and, and that's then it. And then they after went that, off the cliff. There be dragons. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's, it's Paul Barker, Al Jorgensen, Joe Biafra, and played some nice Chanel stuff. Jeff Ward. Okay, uh, did the drumming. Yeah, okay. and uh, yeah, Lard was just basically. It was really Ministry meets Dead or uh, Dead Kennedys. It's, yeah, uh, absolutely. It, it's just yeah. you know, forward momentum. Uh, a couple. Uh, it starts off with that really cool bass line. And I got into the, Dead yeah, Kennedy yeah. shortly after this, and I was like, oh, yeah, I already know this guy. No, Joe Which Biafra. is funny that I heard them before. Anyone that doesn't like Joe Biafra, there's something wrong with them. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, just, he's kind of nasally, but he's such a... just a. He's a, basically like a B-52s yeah. <laughs> singer that, that, that is, is slightly more witty, and yeah, he's awesome. Well, uh, as a Californian, they have this song on one of their albums. They only have three albums, and they barely played live. Four albums. Was it four? They barely played live. Yeah. And there's that one song, Can God Fill Teeth? Oh, I'm sorry, Lard. Lard, three albums, and then the 70s Rock Must Die EP, which is great. That's really good. (laughs) It's really, really good, yeah. (laughs) They got that song off uh, one of their albums, Can God Fill Teeth. Yeah. Fairfax, California. I was walking through Fairfax, California, where I saw a telephone pole with a flyer that said, can God fill teeth? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. I actually Suck like Lard that... over Revolting Cox. Oh, yeah. No, Easily. definitely. I agree with you. Yeah. They got that. They got Mate Spawn and Die is a great song. They have uh, Drug Raid at 4 a.m. is a great song. Right. Lard has a lot of good songs. I might listen to them this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Check out Lard if you haven't. You should, Fork check, Boy. you should recheck out Revolting Cox. Fourth Boy is a great song. I had that uh, the one that had uh, Do You Think I'm Sexy. Do, do <sighs> Beer Sears and Queers? Yeah, that's the one. Okay, you should listen to, uh, what's the one with Cracking Up? That one's really good. Yeah. No Devotion. Yeah. It seems like like too many cooks in the kitchen on that one and the soup just spoils. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Al Jarvis yeah. thinks a lot funnier than he really is. Yeah. Um, and it's also the song's perfect in the movie for a uh, jail Sex, Big revolt. Sexual End. That's the one I was thinking of. That's one. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. It's a good song for a, a, a jail revolt. Yep, and, uh, it's a great song. Next track, uh, Home Stretch, is Batanga and Batangaville. <laughs> is this a dialogue one? Yes. Yeah. Batanga! Batanga, Batanga, Batanga! 
Yeah, God. I mean, uh, Robert Downey Jr. is fantastic in this movie. Yeah, I love how he... he Woody Harrelson's great in this movie. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones yeah. is great in this movie. Tom Juliette Lewis Martin. is great in this movie. She is great in this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. feels great in this movie. This movie's still great. Uh, I love yeah. when when Robert Downey Jr. gets Woody Harrelson on the side, like, the atrocities they're committing against the prisoners here. Do you want to do... The, and he's like, do you want to do the interview? He's like... He's like, I'll say, let's do it. And then, yeah, like, later, he, then he it. just, yeah. like, puts him over a fire when he's actually interviewing him, yeah. which is great. Yeah. yeah. Woody Harrelson's awesome. Yeah. 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 He is underappreciated, I think. I, I think sometimes we take Woody Harrelson for granted. You know, his dad actually was, like, a serial killer. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of... <laughs> he killed a the, lot of people. From the fact that the first thing he did was Woody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, is a place really, in the coach. Let me, let me get yeah. as far away from what my dad did to then some dark shit. Yeah. And then one of the best serial killer TV shows in the last twenty right. years, The True Detective. Oh yeah, 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 oh, yeah. yeah. And did wow. you guys? Did you guys see Kingpin? The last... I mean, shit. Yeah. That's a great Kingpin's movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. White Man Can't Jump. Yeah. Did you guys oh, yeah. see the Last Apes movie? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I yeah, should watch it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fabulous. It's on my radar. Go yeah. pull it. That uh, rent it at home. Yeah. yeah. It's really good. I like the. I don't know why I was surprised, but it was still like better than I expected. On an already solid. Perfect, like Didn't really great. Did we see Rise of the Planet of the Apes? We or? saw none of them together. Oh, they're all yeah. good. They're all good. Was Gary Oldman in the second one? Yeah. 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 Okay. He was Franco Oldman Harrelson. Um, next track is the edit of a warm place. Is in the oh yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my. I can't favorite really ones. tell how different the edit is. Can yeah. you guys explain it to me? No. Uh, you just hear people talking in it. Yeah, yeah. it's just like it was, like I said, like the 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 yeah. samples the of the, the movie yeah. bleeds in and out of it. Yeah, the music's the same. It's a little shorter. Now, next track is another uh, chanting song. Yep. And the next track is "The Future" by Leonard Cohen. Yep. Yeah. Which is great, great. closer. But it's not the closer though. Yeah. There's one. Oh, that's right. Doom. One hip hop song. Give me crack and anal sex. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Give me crack. It's such a. Yeah. But that's I'm what the credits roll. Yeah. That's yeah. what the credits roll in the movie. Yeah. If you um yeah, find the original version off the original album. It's yeah. extended. Uh my son and I listened to that on New Year's Eve together. It was great. Yeah. Yes, my my two year old and I listened to Family Record. Yeah, my yeah, two year old exactly. and I listened to Leonard Kill on New Year's Eve. And then yeah, the album closes with the dog pounds What Would You Do, which is oh. so weird. It's yeah. such a weird just closer. Yeah. Like it should at least be two tracks before the closer. Right. I don't right. know. Dog pound is like some, some, some. Oh, it's very, it's very sea, some sea level like. It's very thematically, it fits in with the chaotic nature of the film. Yeah, and then I think uh, a track order can be forgiven on a wacky. Somebody from kind of movie, wacky kind of album. Parliament, Funkadelic comes into this track and says the line: "Cock blockers come with their high speed jealousy." (laughs) Oh, that's a. P-Funk to P-Funk absolutely fits in with the era. So that that is the Natural Born Killer soundtrack. Yes. Soup to Nuts. I give it... If we're doing a nail, uh, nine let's inch, nail it up. Nail it up. Nail it up. It's How a, many nails? <laughs> it's a seven out of nine for me. Whoa. And, uh, you're right. <laughs> Um, I think I, I, I say a 7 out of 9 because I just really enjoy like the little dialogue breaks a lot. Mm. Like I look forward to them when they come yeah, on the record. That's true. Uh, but it's probably, uh, as it hangs together, you're right. It's a sound collage. You can't, like, everything is an edit. 6 out of 9. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. 6 yeah. out of 9 is what I was going to say. Just about right. I, was, I was actually about to say about that, too. Although, again, the highs are very high on yeah. it, but it is uneven. But how often can you listen to the whole goddamn thing? And it's, and I still stand by. I think yeah. out of the three albums we're discussing, I I absolutely say that Burn is 
Yeah. Uh, the strongest original song out of all of them. Well, on this one, yeah. with the exception of Burn, you can't really listen to this album without listening to the whole thing. It's kind of, because it's all snippets. It's yeah. like, yeah. there's yeah, no, it, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it, only, actually the like, chaos the only still lends itself song. to a good yeah. flow. That and Maybe Back in Baby's Arms. Right, are the only oh, complete yeah. songs yeah. on the whole thing. Yeah. Shit list, I think. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I did not delete the second half of this conversation as I did when we recorded the Downward Spiral episode. Uh, this episode just got way too long for us to just push out in one episode, so I did you the courtesy of splitting it into two. On the next episode, we will dive into uh, the Quake original soundtrack, the Lost Highway soundtrack, and... I believe we're going to get into the remixes uh, that also occurred during this five-year gap. Um, We hope you enjoyed listening to this first half of this episode and look for the next one coming very soon. And also, after that episode, we also recorded an episode uh, going through the history of Nothing Records, and we specifically uh, shown the spotlight on... Marilyn Manson and we go through Antichrist Superstar and what Trent Reznor potentially brought to that record. Uh, Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.